Yo, what the hell? <laughs> Johnny Grunge. Okay. Um, first of all, Jesus. One, two, three. Um, w welcome in, everybody. <laughs> um... <laughs> Johnny just uh, just coming out out of the gate and gifting, what is this? One, two, oh wait, five subs right out of the gate. Johnny, you are awesome, bro. You are amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you for those gifted subs. Um, welcome in everybody, Wrestling Freaks Podcast. We are on episode seventeen. We're almost at the twenty bomb, baby. We're almost there. Um. Again, thank you for the subs. I don't, I don't, I think the main reason why the sound alerts aren't going off right now, I believe, is either because they are just not working, or, um, I don't have them set up on this overlay, but still, welcome in, everybody, um, Unfortunately, Skullshaker will not be joining us. He just texted me. Um, he was supposed to join us, and then he's got, uh, getting a lot of family issues um, all of a sudden, and he is unfortunately on the way to the hospital. So pray, prayers go out to Skullshaker um, that everybody is... Uh, everything is okay there, but um, but I do have the other third of uh, this freak show. <laughs> See what I did there? You know, freak show because we're freaks. Uh, J-Mo the Freak, are you here? <laughs> I'm not freaky. Well, yeah, we are. <laughs> We're freaky. Um, but what's up, everybody? <clears throat> so, um... I guess the the purpose of the episode today is to kind of recap, give our own thoughts on Night of Champions last night, and then maybe go over anything um, else of news la uh, last week. Um, so, JMO, what do you want to start with? You want to just go into well, Night of Champions, or well. First off, let's kind of acknowledge what Johnny just said. He said, by the way, I got my mission accomplished while I'm here in Vegas. What'd you do, Johnny? Oh, I know that. I, I think I know the mission, but I want uh, I want Johnny to tell him. <clears throat> yeah, let's, let's see what he's talking about there. I think I know. I think I know what he's talking about, but. Um, yeah, we'll hear it from him. Um, let me catch up to the chat. Wrestle fan in here. Uh, good, always good to see you. Um, five 
Pops. Uh, it's Project Carnage always. Uh, he said he got his dusty pop and belt signed. Let's go! By Dustin. Yeah. Awesome, Johnny. Yeah, Man, I kind of is... knew that. That's why I didn't want to say anything. Um, he, I mean, the cat's out of the bag now, but he told me ahead of time, and it was only between me and him, and I wasn't allowed to say anything. So, sure. Um, oh, yeah. But, dude, that is sick. That is so cool. And the funny thing is, um, the belt that he's talking about, JMO, is the NWA championship with the polka dot strap. That's what I thought. Mm -hmm. And he got it from heel Kevin. He bought it off of him. Wow. But and Johnny, hey, man, that's, Johnny, that's awesome, man. That, uh, dude, that is so cool. Please, please, I mean, I know you're not home now because i think you're still you're going to double or nothing tonight if i'm if i remember correctly um but when you get the chance please post pictures in the discord yes please so i stuck it now um gonna uh, kind of rubbing in everybody else's face <laughs> Dude, could you imagine whenever he posts the picture what pops is gonna say about it oh bruh uh yeah, because the funny thing is, fun a uh, fun fact. And again, I don't I, I don't mean to like spill your secrets, Johnny, but not not necessarily. But Pops and Johnny have the same belt. The only difference is Johnny has the polka dot strap. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've seen the one that Pops has got, and it's that's that's nice. Mm -hmm. Well, and but Johnny, that's awesome. That is awesome. Um, to also not, I don't like to do this on the podcast, but to give everybody else an update, there's a possibility it's looking like right now, as far as sharing double or nothing in the discord, it's going to be off because, because of the fact that skull is on his way to the hospital. He's, I mean, JMO, you and I know a skull. Um, yeah, yeah. Any any time he could go to the hospital. Um. Well, that and I don't know what's going on, but he in in his text and he's he's like, yeah, I'm on my way to the hospital and I'm pissed. So, well, me and you, me and you, we'll talk to him later. Yeah, yeah. So unfortunately, we're not. Gonna, it's looking like we're not going to be able to because uh, watch Double or Nothing tonight, which is. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it's not like we're not going to catch the recap or something later this week. Everybody's just going to be, um, everybody else is just going to be keeping us updated anyway, so. Now, I mean, crazy, I mean, I, I've got a website that I could go to, and I know yeah, you but, said you normally don't like to do that. Well, I don't, only because of the fact that, I mean, it's going to constantly kick you out anyway. Because it's technically yeah. not legal or whatever. Yeah, I know. So, but, you know, like I said, I've got a website that I can go to and possibly share. If not, that's fine, too. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, so, we have a, we do have a little bit of time before the show. Like, if we... If anybody else is going to order it and is willing to share it in the Discord, then by all means, I would rather, or, I would rather be able to watch it 
I don't want to say legally, but I would rather watch it the right way of somebody actually ordering it and willing to share it than, you know, to use the website that's going to constantly kick you out every 30 seconds because everybody else is just trying to share. I think, if memory serves me correctly, the website is like, it's other people sharing like other people's or like yeah, I have to word it yeah something yeah. like that so and they they immediately shut it down so uh, honestly kudos to AEW though for uh, being on that and shutting that down that quick well you know, Johnny Johnny just said that he got pictures with Adam Cole Britt Baker VCC the Elite Darby Allen Jungle Boy Sammy and MJF well Christ dude well now, uh, Johnny, real quick question. Did you get the... Uh, in, in, in a private VC, we, uh, we were in, you know, when you let me know about this stuff, you had mentioned that you were possibly going to get more things signed. Did you... Uh, I'm just curious, did you happen to get those signed as well? Not a big deal if you didn't. But I'm just curious. Um, while we're waiting on that, we might as well just kind of jump into today's topic. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Pretty much, we're just gonna go over Night of Champions review. You know, give our thoughts on it, and you know, we'll just go from there. Mm-hmm. And if um, we. Good. No, I was just going to say, where do we start? I was thinking we could possibly just go in the order. Well, I don't, okay, I don't really, the thing is, I don't really want to go in the order that it was on the card. Okay, okay. Because the first match on the card was so huge. Right, okay. No, you know, that's fine. We could save it for a couple of, you know, a little bit down the line. Okay. Um, uh, I get. He got his ECW title signed by Sabu and Taz. Oh, dude, that's dude, that's even, uh, that's even better. But I, I figured it, you know, figured it, Night of Champions. We might have to just start with the shortest match. Well, I think and I know our, re- our review is going to go, uh, it's probably going to be shorter than the actual match itself. Yeah, but that's fine. Well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah it might be longer. <laughs> yeah, more than likely. More than likely. But, okay, not, not the match that I'm talking about is the Rhea and Natty match. Yep, yep. Um, um, the only thing. By the way, hold on, hold on. Before we get into this. By the way, if you guys if you guys don't want any spoilers of Night of Champions, um, sorry. Yeah, sorry in advance because that's today's topic. And if you haven't watched Night of Champions and you plan on it and you don't want spoilers, um, unfortunately you're in the wrong show. But. I'd appreciate it if you stick around. <laughs> oh, yeah, we appreciate you being here, but we're going to give spoilers if you haven't watched it. Sorry. So, anyway, 
Natty versus Rhea. Uh, Rhea. Yeah. The, the, now the match was going fine as far as I can, as far as I was con- concerned, until Rhea threw her into the steps and she hit her knee. After that, she threw her into the other steps and grabbed her knee again. Rhea threw her in the ring, picked her up, hit her with a riptide, and the match was over. Well, and, yeah, because the so the lat uh, the match literally the bell rung. She hit her in the back of the head. She rolled out, threw in her uh, threw her into the steps twice, riptide, and it's over. Yeah. So and the the thing is. Even after the match, she needed help to get to the back. So this might, I, I don't know if it was to make Rhea look super strong or if Natty has got a legit knee injury. Right. Um, if she's got a legit knee injury, the best thing she could do is just stay off of it, not even get out there, not trying to do anything and just you know, whatever, take it easy for a while Well, and the other thing is, she hasn't been on TV for quite a while She only only popped up after the squash match of Rhea Ripley and and Dana Brooke Yeah, just to to help Dana, yeah The thing, and the thing about it is, if she keeps going, if, she, if she's off TV too much longer, and then she shows up whenever, you know, just because, I'm going to go ahead and say this because it's funny. If she, keeps, if she keeps taking time off and not on TV a whole lot, she's going to wind up like Shane McMahon. <laughs> if she hasn't already. And she just might. If she hasn't already, and I, and I said it last, and I said it last night. Uh, I, I said it last night in the VC, and I said it last night on, on, on stream as well. One. I am genuinely surprised, honest to God, I am genuinely surprised at this point. Active member of the roster or not. Even if even if she still she still is an active member on the roster, which she is obviously, but I am genuinely yeah. surprised she is not in the Hall of Fame already. Seriously, it won't. It and say you mentioned that, and I'm gonna go ahead and say it. It won't surprise me if she gives it up sometime this year and actually goes in next year. Uh, not as, a, no, female. not a surprise at all. And even if, and even if she, again, even if she doesn't give up, she's the, uh, she's the most. Uh, what, uh, what does Cole keep saying? She's it's the a, most winningest wim, uh, woman on the roster today. Correct. Now, but see, the thing about it is, every time you turn around, she's winding up with some kind of injury that, of some, of some point. Well, yeah, that, and I thought you were going to go the other way with it. Um, an injury. It, it. The funny thing is about that, and then we're going to get on, uh, probably get on to the next match. Um, yeah. The funny thing is about that. 
Every time you turn around, she's a combination of two things. She's either injured, she's injured, and she's turned character. Well, it, she is the female big show. Absolutely. Because they don't know, unfortunately, they don't know whether to keep her baby face or heel. And when she don't, what? and when they do, they keep her for the, uh, either one for maybe like three months max, and then she disappears for a while, and she comes back the opposite. What I don't know it. I know that everybody has seen this, and I know that everybody knows it's happened. Every time she gets injured, quote unquote injured, mm-hmm. she's gone for a little while, and then she comes back, and she's had more work done. That too. Uh, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned. And I'm sure there's I'm sure there's gonna be many a disagreements with this. The women in WWE need to quit having so much work done. It's not good for them. And it did they don't look like themselves anymore. Just a personal preference. I don't like it. It just needs to stop. So <laughs> I'm not going to rant on that one anymore. Well, I don't know a whole lot of people that have changed, so I, I mean, I know what you mean, but I don't want, I don't know what you mean. So let's get on to the next match. Okay, okay hang on, hang on, hang on. Charlotte. Charlotte's getting ridiculous work done every time she goes away. Well, because she's Charlotte. I know, but she's getting work done on her face, and, and she's getting... She's getting job. She's getting boob jobs and and just it's just all kind of work done. Um, oh, sorry. I don't think she's getting boob jobs uh, every time though. She's already had and she's already had issues with her implants. Yeah, and what she had one of them. She had one of them rupture on her while she was in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, but Natty's getting a lot of a lot of work done on her face. Dana Brooke is getting work done on her face a lot. Has got um, Oh, yeah, think, she's I got, think she's done. Well, let's hope so, because I don't think there's anything else. Well, the but other thing is, she's never on TV. This is the first time we've seen Dana Brooke in probably a year and a half. But that's what I'm, but that's what I'm saying. They're getting too much work done, and it needs to stop. The women in WWE need to, they need to quit getting so much work done just to please everybody else, and to you know to they're trying to keep an image of what they should look like, and it's not good, not just for their character, but the other but women in general and kids in general that look at them and think oh well to look good you gotta have work done and it, it it's just that's not the way it works you know what I mean I do so what up Midwest 
I feel like I missed a big part of this conversation also with audio. Whose audio? Mine? His audio is stuck. It, it did F. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of do. Uh, you sounded a little muffled. <laughs> I don't know why. That's weird. Or is it mine? Oh, no, it. No. No, mid Midwest, that's me. It's, it's J-Mo. Um, but no, what we were saying about what got started with that conversation is Natty got hurt at Night of Champions, possibly. And she's, she either got hurt, quote unquote, to either make Rhea look strong or she got a legit injury. And if she's got a legit injury, I don't want her to go off and get work done while she's gone. Because as far as I'm concerned, the women in WWE are getting work done that they don't need. And it's not good for the women to get so much work done. And, it, and not just for them, but for women in general and kids that actually sit and watch it that's just my personal opinion and i'm probably going to get some heat for that i don't know why you would because you're jamo so i know but you know all right um well uh, from Hubble, uh, we go from one's women match, uh, one women's match to another. Um, let's talk about uh, let's talk about uh, Becky and Trish. Um, so again, for anybody who doesn't know, who didn't watch Night of Champions. Sorry for spoilers, but um, Trish picked up the victory with the help of behind the ref and under the edge, uh, coming out from under the apron, Zoe Stark hit the Z360 on Becky, apparently busted her nose open and, tri and threw her back in the ring and Trish picked up the victory. Uh, so possibility that Zoe, uh, Zoe, that Becky Lynch has another broken nose or broken face or something. Um, what do you, uh, so what are your thoughts, JMO, on, uh, Zoe Stark kind of pairing, I guess, with Trish, or vice versa. No, okay, I... Was it the Z360? It was... Oh, okay. Huh. Alright, well, that's... That's good to know. I thought it was. I thought it was from the Z360. So thank you for that correction, Midwest. 
Yeah, appreciate that. Um, because that would have been okay. That and otherwise, if it was the Z three hundred and sixty, that would have been you know the internet would have been like, oh yeah, it's always stiff. Anyway, go ahead. Now, okay, as far as Trish goes, I don't think she needs Zoe's help. Okay. Okay. Now, from watching Zoe in NXT and seeing how well she's done there, and you know her progressing and getting better she she done really well while she was there she learned a lot with you know with being in the ring and her promos have gotten a lot better than what they used to be okay so with that being said, I don't believe that Trish needs the help. I believe that Zoe might need a little bit of help from Trish just to get that character where it needs to be as a heel. Because the majority of the time she was in NXT, if I'm not mistaken, she was a babyface. And then she was gone for a little bit to come back and she was a heel. Yeah, I, so, I, I am unaware of this because, unfortunately, I don't follow NXT. Yeah, so she's got to tweak that character as a heel. She's got to tweak it a little bit. And the way that Trish has been able to work as, a, as both a baby face and a heel, I believe that Trish is right where Zoe needs to be. Um, I go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I don't know. Again, I don't, I don't know much about Zoe Stark. I don't really know a whole lot about the end and about everybody that got that did get drafted up from NXT because I don't and I unfortunately don't watch NXT anymore. Um, I know they're no longer on the 2.0 I think now they're they're technically like 2.1 or something um <laughs> whatever it is but I haven't watched it since they switched over to 2.0 um, they they're getting okay, NXT is they're, they're slowly getting back to the way that it used to be with the black, the black and gold but they still have slight bit of the 2.0 feel so it's doing, it's it's almost like it uh it's almost like it's like a mix between the two so sure. Sure. I'll, they're trying to bring they're they're trying to bring people back in from the black and gold days sure. because they because they know that they lost a lot whenever it swapped over to 2.0 well that and you know the quote unquote budget cuts yeah 
So well, okay. Midwest said Trish hasn't worked as a heel in 20 years before this run. Yeah, Midwest. Okay, here's the thing, Midwest. I know she hasn't worked as a as a heel in a long time, but when she was a heel, that was some of her best work. So I be I believe that Zoe needs the help from an established heel, but also. I guess you could call Trish a legend. So she would wouldn't. get, huh? I don't know why you wouldn't call her a legend. Yeah, but what I was saying is Zoe will get a lot of knowledge from Trish, and that would help Zoe's character. Yeah, that's where it depends that, on. You know, you know, that, so that's what I was saying as far as Trish's heel run so you know I'm I'm kind of glad that she come in and is not this you know downright pure baby face that everybody remember her to be yeah so the only uh, the only thing is though what I hope I mean it, it being that she's going to uh, more than likely be under the coolidge of Trish, to your point, yeah, sh uh, Trish can help her, but the way, and, and, and like, and again, I'm not saying this in a stereotypical way by any means, but like, the way she's built, like, she's jacked. Oh, absolutely she's jacked up. But, I don't want her to be a Bianca 2.0. Now, see, the, now see the thing about okay. Well, I'll get, I'll get into that in a little bit. I don't believe she's going to be a Bianca 2.0 because Zoe has got the yes, she's got the strength, but she's. She don't have the agility and athleticism that Bianca's got. Okay. You know she's got you know but she's got the strength. How you doing, Colby? Zoe. Zoe almost reminds me of and. This is going to be a very controversial statement, and I know it is. <laughs> Zoe, Zoe Stark reminds me a lot of when China first showed up. Okay. As strong and as built as she was. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm doing all right. So, so that you know, she yeah, she's kind of got that China character, or China strength, I guess you could say. But you know, as I said, she don't have the athleticism of Bianca. So they're going to. <clears throat> so the fact that that's what she's looking like, and you know, she's built like, and I, 
I believe that that's what they're going to run with her for a little while. As the as the jacked up powerhouse heel. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like I, the other thing is too, my whole thought on and we got to get and we got to get through this. Um we we will. Yeah, I, well, I know, but I don't want to harp yeah. on too many, I guess. But, no. Um, All right, go ahead. Um, the other thing is, to, so my thought is, yeah, I don't want her to be the Bianca 2.0, but I don't know. Is it too early for her to be paired up with somebody like Trish, because we uh, she's had two matches on Raw, that's it, and it was the two leading up to uh, Night of Champions. But as I said, the fact that she's teaming up with Trish is going to help build her character as a heel. But again, is it too early? No, I don't think. No, I don't. I don't think so. I I really don't think so. Like I said, she was doing fine in NXT. Now she's got to. She's got to figure out some way to make herself stand out from the main roster. But again so that she's not married uh, but here's uh, so here's my thing though then uh, again to my point is it too early because if she uh, history have shown when a rookie teams up with a veteran male or female whatever nine times out of ten the rookie is the veterans sacrifice and I don't think that's the proper way to do a new NXT star but do you know what I mean? no do you know do you know what I mean like yeah, I any do. feud like, and any feud hold on any feud that Trish gets into now oh yeah I can take you yeah, I'll take you one on one. Oh, psych! Zoe's gonna face you first. But here's the thing, though: the fact that they put Zoe into this feud immediately is actually going to help Zoe because now Trish can step back some, not be involved as much, and it gives Zoe an established superstar that can that can really help her other than Trish it gives Zoe somebody to get into a rivalry with and that's Becky yeah. and Zoe and Zoe needs that so the fact that they start the fact that they entered her as quick as they did as I said, it gives Trish that that time to step back and not be in the ring as much. Now you're pushing 
Now you're pushing Zoe forward and giving her the spotlight. Yeah. So I mean, if again, I know what you're saying, and I'm not disagreeing with it. If more, if I've, I'd, I'd be okay with it if Trish plays more of a manager role. And that's probably what she's going to do. Well, it's Trish, so she, you know, she wants the spotlight always. So, we don't know. <laughs> anyway, no, that's fine. Cent face, sorry, not sorry. I mean, that's a bold, uh, that's a bold statement there, Maddie. Well, I mean, just again, what do you uh, uh, guys uh, like? You guys can hear, listen to our thoughts too, but chime in. I mean, I know Midwest is in here, Project's in here. You know, you yeah, don't have to uh, listen to us ramble. Yeah, uh, crazy. Well. Check out, check out what, I, check out what I'm facing the comments. Oh boy. Because <clears throat> I don't want to say that out loud. <clears throat> <laughs> Zoe Stark has a better white not better. better has a butter face everything lacking everything looking good oh my god wow <laughs> I think her face looks fine too I, I, I mean oh I, I, I don't know. Anyway, okay, off of that match. Um, I get you want to just cover the. You just want to go ahead and cover all three women's matches. Boom, boom, boom. Sure. Um. So Bianca. Then the next match is Bianca Oscar for the Raw Women's ta uh, Championship to SmackDown competitors. Yes. Yes. Because WWE, what the hell are you doing? Anyway, um, there is no such thing as a brand, a brand split anymore. I said what I said. Well, yeah, but then why even have a draft? Um, exactly. But I said what I said. Now, outcome of the match, the only title that changed hands the entire night. Asuka is your new Raw Women's Champion. Um, honestly, first of all, I'm glad, I'm glad the title changed hands. Not because I don't have any disrespect on uh, Bianca Belair. I don't have as I I'm not knocking her as an athlete. I'm not and uh, knocking her as a person by any means. The reason why I'm glad the title changed hands is because of two things. One, I said it before and I'll say it again. I said it last night on the reactions. I say it every single time on Raw and SmackDown. Long title reigns do not mean shit anymore. 
because and I'm gonna and I'm gonna get into that I'm gonna get into that but I want to add the second reason why I'm glad the title changed hands is because more than anything Oscar needed that win if she would have lost if Bianca would have retained obviously the title reign would have continued but if she would have lost, if, if, if Bianca would have retained, Asuka, since the re-transformation of, I believe, what is it, Kana, of her New Japan-esque character in WWE, since her re-emergence at the Royal Rumble, had Asuka lost last night, one, the new transformation would have been, it would have been still pointless. I mean, it's not anymore, obviously, but it would have still been pointless, and it wouldn't have been taken seriously. They wouldn't, uh, like, they would have it would have been uh, it would have been completely redundant had Bianca retained. Oscar needed a title at WrestleMania. She did. She did. And the sad thing is the WrestleMania match and I'm just going to go out and say it now. If memory serves me correctly, it was... Again, I'd have to go back and rewatch the match if I needed to, but it, WrestleMania's match was pretty much a glorified squash match for Bianca. Asuka, uh, as, Asuka as her new character, did not get any of the offense in that everybody was expecting. Yeah, it was very little. Yeah. yeah. And I love how last night uh, that... Um, I love how last night, and I and I laugh about it, that they ke a commentary kept saying, oh yeah, what's the difference between this Oscar and, and, and the old Oscar at Rumble? Nothing. It's the same, literally the same fucking character. She's just more explosive now. And she's more unpredictable. Well, she's showing a little bit more of that character right now. But again, she was showing. She was even showing it a little bit at Rumble and in between Rumble and Mania. It's just turned up a notch now. What the thing is, every the the thing is, everybody thinks that she that her character has changed. It changed a little bit. Only because nobody knew really knew what to expect from the character. And now everybody is seeing exactly what she it's your gimmick from Japan. But Yeah, that's what I mean. That's and what that's, I mean. And that's what I was getting to. But nobody expected, nobody knew what to expect whenever she got to this character that she's in now. Mm -hmm. And the fact, and the fact that they are letting her, hopefully, hopefully WWE is letting her have control of this character. That's exactly what they need to do 
and just let her run with it. Which, so, by the way, I also want to, like, on that note, I also want to, like, because obviously I, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not a fan of Japan, but I don't know any of Japan. Paul and Skull are basically our new Japan guys, right? So, I didn't know, uh, like, I didn't know, I, I, I know, I know that this is, like, her WWE's version of her Japan character. I know that much, but, you know, I don't know what she did in Japan, but the way she won last night, I thought was super creative. Well, Instead of... I've, I've watched, a, I've watched a few matches and few things that she's done in Japan since she's changed. Okay. Dude, dude, she was absolutely dominant as this character. And they just let her just completely run with it. Mm -hmm. Because it was so unpredictable and nobody knew what to expect. So, the fact that they are the fact they've turned it up just a little bit and trying to get her back to that character, I'm glad to see it. I am too. And, and you know, the, and you know, everybody is saying, oh, she is such a heel. She's such a heel. That's the point. Mm -hmm. She, as Midwest was saying, she's a watered down version of it. But she's still a heel but everybody still loves the character which in my opinion and you and I'm sure everybody else would agree that makes her that twain character mm -hmm. yep. because she's a heel but everybody loves to see it yep. everybody wants to cheer for it yep. and the fact that everybody wants to cheer for it that's going to make WWE question where to go and that's going to mess up that character and that's why they need to let Asuka have creative control of it and just let her go now I want to ask you JMO and I want to ask the chat this too do you think with this new not only as champion now right do you think we could or we are getting a combination of Japan Asuka and the dominant NXT Asuka where, like, she was, uh, like, uh, obviously when she came into WWE, yes, she was watered down, but when she was NXT champion, she never lost it. She literally yeah, I know. relinquished it for the main roster. Yeah, I know. I know. So, now, and everybody feared her. Feared now, to if face they, her. Now, if they... If WWE was smart, yeah, they would do a combination of the two. But 
do I do I honestly believe we're gonna get it? Probably not. Because they're not they <laughs> I don't believe that they honestly know where to go with it yet. And the fact they don't know where to go with it yet, other than the fact they made her champion, we're I honestly believe that there's going to be probably a month or so transition period that stuff is going to look kind of rough for Oscar. I, I honestly believe there is. What do you mean? They, okay, yeah, they made her champion. Yeah, she's got this character. But as I said, they don't really know what to do with the character because she's meant to be a heel. But everybody likes her. Everybody wants to cheer for her. So likes that heel character. Exactly. Exactly. So now they've made her champion. Are they going to continue to push the fact that she's a heel, make her continue to do heel things while she's in the ring? Or are they going to oh well hey look everybody likes her let's try to turn her face again but let's keep this character if they keep the character and make her face they're gonna have to do away with the whole blue mist and her attacking from behind and and you know as they say as they say take the shortcut as a heel but she I'm also saying the, uh, she also did the mist as a baby face too. She did not really. She did the not, green no. mist. She yeah, but she was also getting ready to turn into this heel character. Mm. So the thing, and that's why I'm saying I'm I'm guessing we're looking about a month of a lot of rough booking for Oscar character and where they're going to take it. I don't know. I I I mean, you say rough booking, I and I feel like they would they got to know what they're doing otherwise they won't put the title on her. You know what I mean? Like why would they put the title on her if they don't know what the hell to do with her? I mean, yeah, they've done it before, but... Uh, okay, hang on. Good example. Good example. They didn't really know what to do with Roman Reigns, and they put the title on him. They've had it on him for a thousand days, and it took them a while to get this, this whole bloodline storyline exactly where it needed to be. And that took a little bit. Yeah. So that you know, that's what I'm saying. They didn't really know what to do with Roman when they put the title on him. They put him in the bloodline storyline. It blew up and look what he's doing now. So 
they've made mistakes before on putting a title on somebody and not knowing what to do with them. Yeah, I guess. We're just going to have to see. We're just going to have to see how this goes, how it works. And hopefully it works out great. But with it being with it being the wrestling business, okay, and I'm I'm using this as a whole, not just WWE. But with it being the wrestling business, you never know where a storyline is gonna go until it's finally said and done. Yeah, and that's why say, I'm and, and that never say never. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I'm saying I'm I'm personal opinion. I'm thinking we're we are in for rough times ahead with Oscar with her character. See now this is uh, this is unlike you though, Jamal. Because you're the double O agent. Exactly. So I mean, are you saying your opinion that we're getting a rough booking, or are you, as the booker, are uh, gonna have rough booking for the next month, guys? If, if, and again, for anybody new here that doesn't know, JMO is the double O agent for WWE. Everything that. Yeah. Ninety-nine point nine percent of the things that are happening on WWE TV are JMO. He doesn't predict it. He literally says it's going to happen right before it happens. So he's the double O agent of uh, WWE. We're trying to get in contact with Triple H so he can get paid. Okay. So, uh, okay. At. Uh I'm okay. I'm saying we are in for rough booking with Oscar as a fan. As a fan, okay. All right. Well, oh, okay. absolutely, as a fan. Okay. I, 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 I have no control over Oscar's character. As a fan, I, you know, as a fan, I am saying that we are in for a very rough time. <laughs> With Oscar. Goldman says, show off. <laughs> All right, let's get into the next match. Uh, my alarm so, is going to be going off in a couple minutes, so I'm going to have to step away from the camera for a couple minutes. Um, well, when, when you do, I'll just keep talking. <laughs> um, actually, and, and it's a couple minutes early. Let me go do that now, and then we'll go after the, and, uh, over the next match. Well... While so, you're doing that, I'm just going to go ahead and start a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, just fill me um, in whenever, uh, whenever I get back. Give me, uh, give me like, literally probably less than five minutes, so I'll be right back. Okay. Like, well, the next match that I'm going to be talking about is Gunther and Ali. Um, I was sitting and watching this match as it was going on, and, again, for those that don't know, Walter, Gunther, whatever they want to call him now. He beat Ali. Um, do I think, okay, now, I, I know everybody, I know Crazy's going to ask, I know everybody else is going to ask. 
do I believe that this is the right booking? Yes and no. Yes, I believe it's the right booking because I don't believe that Ali honestly stood a chance against Gunther or Walter, whatever, because of how dominant Walter has been you doing in good JMO. NXT, NXT UK. Even what even when they brought him up to the main roster. Now should he lose okay, now, as I said, I don't believe that Ali even stood a chance. Legit. Now, should they Okay, Midwest could have been a squash match. Ali should have gotten next to no offense. Oh, next next to no offense. Yeah, but okay. Now the re the, the thing is, I'm glad that Ali got some offense against Walter Gunther, whatever. I'm glad that they actually made it into a good match. Because in all honesty, Ali is not a bad wrestler he's really not but did he honestly stand a chance no not not one bit now did walter lose the title yes he stood but i don't right now i don't know anybody that they could push to just pop up and go okay you're the one that can beat Walter decisively and make it believable because they're just not pushing anybody to do it other than somebody that's already facing more than once and it's it's they and honestly they should have put the title on him at Mania and that's Seamus um but with the with everything that's going on with Seamus and in the you know at WWE right now they're just not pushing him like they need to and something needs to ch something needs to change there Well, okay, doesn't have to be decisive. They're probably planning to push him into the world. Okay, see, I was actually reading something, and I'm sure a lot of other people in here have already seen it, that WWE has planned, or they're planning, should I say, to actually have a title match at WrestleMania 40, Cody versus Walter for a world title. Now, is that going to continue up until then? 
I don't know. Now, can Walter be in the world title picture? Absolutely. But they need to figure out somebody to take the IC title off of him first. But I just don't know who it would be. If anybody's got any idea, please speak up, let me know, and we can discuss that. But right now, the only other goal, okay, uh, Midwest goal is actually in the, he's actually, he actually had to go to the ER before we started the show. And he's actually, he's actually the third, third person that, that we usually have for the podcast. Um, but yeah, he actually had to go to the ER before we went live. Um, but yeah, if somebody could tell me who they honestly believe can step up, take the title off of Walter, by all means, speak up, let me know. All right, I'm back, everybody. What am um, I, I miss? I'm just talking about Walter and Ali. Funny thing is, that was the next match that I was going to bring up too. So, <laughs> but no, I was no, I was basically what I said is I don't believe that Ali even stood a chance. He had moments actually. He uh, he had moments in there that oh, were on. actually believable. Crazy. Hang on. Uh. Midwest was asking was Skull the guest for the show. I told him that Skull is usually on here with us, but he had to go to the ER. Yeah. And Midwest said, I know Crazy asked me a while back to come on. Scheduling didn't work out. If y'all want, I can hop in and we can have this discussion. Crazy, do you want to bring him in? Um. And have him a guest for today or what? Honestly? I uh, Midwest, I would, but uh, I would rather have you kind of more for a full episode, if you don't mind. Um, I mean, I, uh, maybe, actually, why don't we do both? We'll bring you in now. Yeah. We'll bring you in now, and then we can bring you back for another episode, too, if you want. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, uh, Midwest, into... Uh, uh, hop into the waiting room and we'll pull uh, we'll pull you in. There's a waiting oh. room VC. Didn't even okay. have. Okay. Oh, there he is. Hey. What's up, Midwest? Not much. Not much. Hey, man, I, I I appreciate you appreciate you wanting to join in, and I mean I know we've had some scheduling conflicts like we would do. Yeah, it's, it's been. Yeah. <laughs> But I appreciate you wanting to jump in and join the discussion. Um, what is your thoughts on this? Uh, okay, so we were we were kind of going back and forth uh, with the Ali Gunther match. I think that Ali had too much offense in that match for my taste. Um, you you said it. it. It no, everybody knew there was no way in hell he was winning that match. Unfortunately, yeah. But I, the, the, I don't think it's unfortunate. I think that right now. Gunther's run with the Intercontinental title is one of the best title runs that we've had. Um, I would put it above Roman's title run. 
um, not be too. and that's simply because of match quality and who he's actually competed against and just yeah. What what not only that, what not only that, but the fact he's actually had a lot of matches. Right. That's and they're not they're not few and far between. But um so here's the thing is when when because it's, it's going to happen eventually when Gunther loses the Intercontinental title it doesn't have to be in a decisive way True. it just has to be the right opponent oh absolutely. Um, yeah absolutely I thought that Sheamus was the right opponent for it if they were going to do that when he was on Smackdown yeah. um, I had no qualms against Sheamus doing it but Money in the Bank is coming up right Money in the Bank is in London. That okay. is, that is the that is ground zero for Guntherland. True. Right. Absolutely. Well, it's sword. Sword. Well, that's he's Walter is actually from there, from England. Like, legitimately, the the man himself is from that area. Yeah. Um, so I, that's why it's essentially ground zero for him. It's his it, that is home field for him. Okay. They're wanting from from the reports I've read, they're wanting to bring Drew back with broken dreams as a heel. Ooh. Okay. The okay best place to do that is at money in the bank. Is at money in the bank. So what you do, and this is this is my this is me. This is what I would do. Sure. You have you have a match with um with Gunther in the IC title. Appreciate that, brother. Afterwards, he's just kind of standing there, and like he's he's in the ring, and we get the little callbacks to what Roman got throughout his thing, where people would show up, and that that was their next challenger. Broken Dreams hits, and since the most likely scenario for him to get booed is for him to whoop the absolute dog shit out of Imperium in London because they're going to be more over in London than Drew is sure post that that pop of broken dreams happening he's going to have to come in beat the dog shit out of at least Imperium maybe not uh, maybe not Gunther okay maybe they don't they don't interact but Drew is going to have to do a heel run that he has never done before in order to truly be booed with that theme song what he's gonna have to do is diabolical now do you honestly believe that even if he comes in and just beats up on Imperium do you honestly believe he's gonna get booed for that no which is why he's gonna have to cut a promo with it on, on that next Raw Okay. Well, after Money in the Bank, he's going to have to cut a promo because he's not going to get booed like that. But he's going to have to cut a promo. So he's going to make has to go deeper. So basically, you're saying he's going to have to make himself look like an absolute dick. Yes. To get booed. Yeah, he's gonna. Yeah, he's gonna have to like. He's gonna have to find a way to get that Dominic Mysterio level heat. Uh, Well. I mean, because which which is not an easy task. Props no. to Dominic for being able to do it. But 
in order for him to get booed, he's going to have to have something like that, where he's going to have to... He's going to have to fuck up the biggest baby face. And that could be, you know, they... Drew comes back, maybe not at Money in the Bank, but maybe that Raw after during a Cody promo. I was just thinking... And whoops the dog shit out of Cody. Because... And, and cuts a promo on... You know... He was he was in the main event of WrestleMania. He didn't fucking deserve it. Yada yada yada, something like that. Because yeah. he's gonna have to get that heat. Okay. Okay. And the okay. biggest baby faces for him to do that on is gonna be either Cody or Sammy, and it doesn't make sense for him to do it with Sammy. Absolutely not. No. No. Okay. Okay. So, um, the. Drew is one of three people that I could see taking the title off of Gunther without it hurting Gunther's stock. Now, the other okay. two are Sheamus and Ilya Dragunov. Now, okay, I'm glad you brought I'm glad you brought him up because Project actually says that he wants to see Dragunov have another match with Gunther. Yes, I I that, that is I hadn't thought about that until he said that in chat before I hopped in here. Right. And that is why I said that. So now, now in, in all honesty, the best match that I have seen in NXT, flat, number one, flat out best match in NXT history. To me, those two, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was a fucking absolute banger of a match. It was. And I would go as far to say it's a top five match in WWE, period. Okay. Uh, in my personal opinion. Statement, but hey. It's an opinion. I, okay, think I wouldn't say top five history ever, but I would say it's number one, that, or it's opinion, I would say it's number one NXT of all time. Yeah. The, the only matches I can think of that comes close to it is Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano for the NXT title. Yep. Um, and then... What? Well, I mean... Sasha I, Bailey take over Brooklyn? Well, and then you've also got to look at Seth and... Uh, was it Seth and Finn? NXT for the first title? No, yeah. Seth and uh, Gender. Yeah, Seth and Gender. Okay, my bad. It was a good match, but I think that Johnny and Adam, Ilya, and at the time Walter. Yeah. And then Sasha Bailey. I think those matches all have that one beat. So yeah. So, but yeah, I I I think we could pretty much all agree. Dragon all. Walter top match NXT of all time. Yep. Midwest, I got a question for you. Okay. Gunther or Walter? I preferred him as Walter, but he doesn't have a problem with the name. Sure. So I don't have a problem with the name, if that makes any sense. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody but, uh, prefers him as Walter, but... It's easier to say. That too. 
but um but yeah i i i do get where you're coming from as far as money to bank being in london bringing back drew and then and then now do you do you think that they're going to try to take the title off of walter Gunther, whatever you know whatever do you think they're going to try to take the title off of him in london um that is a i don't see why they couldn't but who would they get to do it other than dirt that is the problem right there is i mean uh, picking that out uh Ilya is another one Seamus is another one but Ilya being Russian correct um might make that a little bit rough on Ilya but um I don't, I don't have the, so the problem is is there's only one other person that they could do it with but he's in NXT and he's fighting for the NXT championship tonight um, Braun could do it. Braun Breaker could do it. But the thing is, is you're the the person that you're gonna have to take this this that's gonna have to take the title off of Walter off of sorry off of Gunther is gonna have to continue to appoint what Gunther was doing. Yeah. Because he, he brought back what it originally meant to be Intercontinental Champion. It was the worker's title. You're going to fight, and you're going to work that ring. You're not going to sports entertain. You're going to wrestle. Yes. And I and agree with them wholeheartedly. The, the problem is is that there's not very many guys in the WWE that can do that. Correct. Um, you could go... You could have, So, obviously, we have Drew, Sheamus, Ilya. Any of them could do it. Tyler Bate could do it. Pete Dunn could do it. Um, okay, okay. I'm I'm gonna ask you this, and I would love to see it. Okay, I would love to see it, but I know it's probably not gonna happen. But as I said, I would love to see it as a fan. I would love to see Cody Cody get a shot. And see what kind of match they could put on, and possibly let Cody have one more run with the IC title, and possibly lose it to somebody else later. But I want Cody to have that one more run with the IC title. So, so here's the problem. With that. but I know that Cody. I know a lot before you say that right. and I, I know Cody is in the world title picture. Mm-hmm. I get that. I get that. But there for a long time, Cena was in that world title picture. He dropped down to get the US title. He he made that title relevant, which is what it needed to be. Walter has made the IC title relevant again, which is what it needed to be. So here's the thing. 
I still, I still think Cody could, could continue with that until you could find somebody else to take on the title. Okay. So here's the thing is there's one other person that could do it. We won't really like it because he's not the worker champion, but it would work out for him beating Gunther. Brock. A Brock Gunther match would be a fucking banger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. The problem with the whole Cody thing is that for WWE to do this correctly, the story that Cody's going to have to tell can no longer be the story of the Rhodes family, the, the story of winning a world title in the WWE. Okay. It can no longer be that. What they're going to have to do is they're going to have to take three storylines that they've done um, and with each of these they were able to tell a story and it was essentially a year long story um, the, one of them might not have been a year but two of them were they're going to have to take the Dusty Rhodes hard time story with Cody they're going to match that with John Cena and The Rock from when Cena lost every lost everything because he lost to The Rocket Mania All right and Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker from Mania 25 to Mania 26. Correct. If they mash all three of those up so that the next time around, Cody is trying his ass off to face Roman at Mania. He's, he's going to have to try like hell to face Roman at Mania, and they're gonna, they can repeat the whole thing with Shawn there from on that road to WrestleMania. From him, sure. Yeah, from him entering the Royal Rumble, almost winning it, but not winning it. Yeah. To the Elimination Chamber, coming so close but can't quite do it. Yeah. Where he has to keep fighting and keep fighting and keep fighting to get to Roman. Yeah. And then by the time he actually does, it's not about the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. For Cody that doesn't mean anything anymore. So the promos are going to have to be something along the lines of Roman's going to have to be like, oh, you're back for these. You really think you can do this now? Where, and Cody's going to have to be like, no, I don't care about those. I I'm have to beat you. To beat you. Yeah. 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 My story is not the titles. The My story, story I miss. They're going to have to do this whole promo thing where Cody has to acknowledge that last year he misunderstood what the story was. Mm-hmm. The story was not the titles. The story was proving that his that the beginning of his theme is true. Wrestling does have more than one royal family, and in order to do that, a Rhodes has to be a member of the Samoan dynasty. And it has to be Roman. Sure. That has sure. to be the story of not just Cody's redemption, but that, I mean, the Cody's redemption has to be the forefront, but it has to be Roman. You cannot give him the world title. You cannot give him the world heavyweight championship. I agree. I completely because agree. Because if you do that, it solidifies what everybody's already saying about it. It's a consolation prize. Yep. Correct. Cody cannot come within 12 feet of that fucking title. And that's, and that's, why, and that's another reason that I mentioned Cody going for the IC title for right now. Yes. And that's what 
And that's why I said for right now, until we can get another another contender that can continue to work it. Yes, but that would interfere that's with the I hard time say. story. Cody, Cody's win over Brock that needs to be the last win he gets in a marquee matchup. His, his win against Brock at Backlash needs to be the last one he gets on pay-per-view for a hot minute. Now, say... Because it has to build the story of Cody having to fight back. And if he's winning all of these matches, there is no fight back for him. They have to create sympathy for Cody beyond just the, oh, he should be champion. That, say, that's that, sympathy for the character, not for the person itself. And say, me and Craig kind of, okay, we're, we're kind of transitioning into the next match that we were going to talk about. Huh? The, the Cody Brock. Now, me and Crazy were talking yesterday about that Crazy doesn't believe that there needs to be another match between Cody and Brock. I disagree. Now, the reason I disagree on that is Cody won a match, Brock won a match. Okay? I believe there needs to be one more match, and it needs to either be an I quit match or a last man standing, and then that's it between those two completely. What do you think on that? Um, I can I can see both sides, and I wouldn't be mad either way. Um, my thing is, is you can't put Brock in an in an I quit match. Putting Brock in an I quit match is not something that should be done, because the pure insinuation of the fact that Brock would quit would ruin his character. Just him being in that match and Cody even thinking he has a chance is going to ruin that character because Brock's character is the beast incarnate. Yeah, He's a wrecking force. So I don't think an I quit match would be good for that. If they're going to do their rubber match, it's going to have to be the most one-sided match possible. And it right. has to be one-sided in favor of Brock. See, and that, see, that's that's where both of those scenarios would come in would would work. Because, okay, if you put Brock in an I quit match and then everybody thinks, oh, does Cody really stand a chance Brock can go in there and just beat the ever-loving smell out of Cody. Okay? One-sided against Cody. Cody finally says, I quit. The rivalry between those two is over and done. And then I quit match. A last-man-standing match, pretty much exact same scenario. And Cody doesn't get up. Brock wins either way. So here, here's a way to do this, right? WWE has done this once before where they do an I quit match 
and the person quits not because of what they're going through, but because of another factor. Yep. Now, a certain somebody's contract with All Elite, All Elite Wrestling is coming up in July. Oh? This certain someone we all know really well. He was on WWE for a very long time. Dustin Rhodes. Okay. Ooh. So Cody has this. the quote okay. unquote broken arm, right? Yeah. It's gonna take a while before they before realistically for them to bring him back and wrestle. Sure. Roughly about I don't know, July. Takes a week. Yeah. So they set up we can do the I quit match. So they set up the I quit match. They bring Dustin in. After Brock has spent a good 10, 15 minutes absolutely fucking demolishing Cody, making what he did to Randy and Cena at, at, at those SummerSlams look like child's play. Okay, correct. He's going to have to completely fucking obliterate him. And then Dustin comes out. Dustin comes through the crowd. No music, no pop, nothing like that. Yeah. Well, you'll, you'll get a bit of a pop, but no music pop, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he gets to the ring, you'll get the pop. Yeah. And he starts begging Cody, just quit. Do it. Your family. you got to think of your family, your, your kid, your wife. And Cody is refusing to quit. Brock then proceeds to whoop the ever-living dog shit out of Dustin. Yep causing Cody to quit. They did this before with Jimmy and Jay and Roman. Yes. It works, because then it doesn't... Cody still quits, but Cody doesn't look so weak to the point that it hinders him. And and it creates sympathy. Yes. That's what they're going to have to build Cody off of for a while is sympathy. And And not for the character, for the person behind the character. And, and, this also, and it also helps build him up, what up TK? to and it also helps build him up to another level that he needs to continue to work to get back to Roman. There's that. So you, and then it also takes Brock and it puts Brock back into that phase of the Beast Incarnate because him losing... Oh. All those matches to Roman, yes, and then dropping one to Cody hurt him a little bit. A little bit, in the, yeah. In the eyes of the casual viewer, it did. Mm-hmm. That dominating decimate and decimation of Cody would allow him to move back up. And and, you then, see- and then we go into this storyline where we go, okay. Now, Gunther's character is that the mat the mat is sacred. That's that's Gunther's belief. The mat is sacred. Gunther does a promo on Monday talking about how some people don't respect the mat enough and they just think that it's a place for them to toy around with people. Gunther's over here without saying his name, burying the fuck out of Roman on the or not Roman, burying the fuck out of Brock on the mic for what yeah. he did to Cody because it was disrespectful to the sport. You hear the Brock theme song go off. 
And then you get this nice little standoff between Brock and Gunther. Obviously, what's going to end up happening is Imperium's going to jump and attack Brock. And Brock's going to whoop the dog shit out of those two. Not, again, not Walter or Gunther, but the other two. Whoop the, just basically throw them around like fucking ragdolls for a minute. And then they just stand there. And that, and then like WWE can cut to commercial or whatever, and like people are pulling them apart. Cool. They don't. They never touch. They just. That's the insinuation. We get the, we get the storyline of, Brock and Gunther, which now not only elevates Gunther into that main event pitcher by competing with Brock, because regardless, Brock is still going to be a main eventer. It also is going to up the stock of the Intercontinental Championship, with it being featured in a storyline like that. And then you get two of the biggest badasses WWE's had in a couple of years, and you get them going at it. And what's going to be, to say it lightly, a a brawl, which we might be witness, witnessing an attempted murder with that match, but I'm okay with it. Um, yeah, it might. It might. You can have Brock go over and take the Intercontinental title. Was, and yeah, after a I don't solid showing, held the Intercontinental title. I don't know. He's, if he's not. Any, any he's never held a. He's never held any title outside of a world title. That's what I thought. Okay. The WWE and the Universe titles are the only titles he's ever held. In the WWE. That's what I thought. So he takes the Intercontinental title, which is a first for him, and it elevates that. We get a Drew and Sheamus thing, or we get a, somebody else going after Brock for the Intercontinental title. Because Brock has been showing up more recently, so he can keep doing this. And then we get, and then you start dra- directing Gunther into the world title picture. I like this. JMO, so, you need to make this happen. What, Everything but, that Midwest is saying, you but, need to make happen. But, but hang on. Remember, at the start of this particular conversation, Midwest said that an I quit match would not look good for Brock. Well, it you just made it look. The the the, good, the so. point what I said was is that putting Brock in an I quit match and insinuating that Cody even stands a chance at making Brock say I quit it looks bad for Brock. But not no not really because everybody knows that Brock's never going to say I quit. So it's going so you're getting the sympathy for Cody because everybody knows that Cody's going to get the snot kicked out of him. So it helps both of them. Yes. Which is why, which is why, they do I, which is why I said either an I quit or last man standing because it makes Brock look good on both. You know, both scenarios, and you're getting the sympathy for Cody, but you're still getting that third match, and it's over and done. But, okay, so here's my two cents on this. I don't think there needs to be a third match, because realistically, yes, uh, Brock won last night at Night of Champions. Cody had nothing to lose out of that. The only reason why, uh, realistically, the only reason why the match happened is because Brock uh, wanted a fight, and Cody 
supposedly had a broken arm, and, and Cody's like, yeah, I'm not going to back down from this. So realistically, in Cody's loss last night, he didn't have anything to lose. So why yep. would there need to be... And I get the fact that there's... Yeah, they're 1-1. There's plenty of people that are 1-1. You know what I mean? Why would there need to be a third match? I don't think... I mean, I, I'm not saying that there needs to be one. I Like I said, I, I'm fine with either way. But if they're going to do it, the way I described is how they're going to have to do it and how they can roll into another storyline with Brock. Now, if they do it and they do like an I quit, the most offense that Cody should get in that match is he'll start to rally a little bit and when he goes for the Cody cutter Brock catches him and yeets his ass across the fucking ring in a German sure. yeah like, like he just catches him out the, out the fucking sky and then throws his ass and he basically is gonna have to treat Cody like a fucking ragdoll that's the only way that that match is going to work out for both parties. Because and Cody Cody even comes close to an I quit, to putting Brock in a situation to say I quit, it's it's going to ruin him. Now, the match... Would, good. I know, I know you brought up Dustin possibly coming in. Yep. Right? What if, and this is... This is kind of going off that scenario a little bit, but it's not Dustin. Were you saying Brandy? Brandy come in. The problem with that, but the thing is, Brock would not touch Brandy. If you're about to say Sable. No. No, 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 no. I'm not saying bring anybody else in other than Brandy and her talking Cody into quitting. That wouldn't work out. Now, here's the thing is, I was I was about to say the problem with that is is that in order for that to work, Rock is going to have to put Brandy in the Kimura. And he's going to have to stare down Cody with Cody having, he's going to have to be handcuffed or tied up to the ropes for this to work. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to stare at Cody and say, quit, as Brandy is screaming for him to help. Or, and then if, regardless of if Cody says, I quit that very second or not, Brock has to break her fucking arm. But say, or, or, here's a, here's a, here's a slight variation on that. Just say she comes in, Brock can pick her up for the F5 and just hold her there. There's another one of those situations, even if Cody quit, Brock will still hit her with the F5. Yes, but which is worse to see? Yeah, okay. Now Your wife getting her fucking arm snapped? by the most decorated combat sports athlete in the world or her just getting thrown but it it doesn't look as bad for the company for just an f5 brandy brandy's a wrestler i know that it doesn't look bad for the company it it looks bad for brock to a point exactly also think about this 
2009 Randy Orton. It elevates that heel. Yes, Jason. 2009 Randy Orton. I know we know whenever he kicked Stephanie. Yeah, I remember he, he that. He kicked Stephanie. He kissed Stephanie in front of Triple H. I remember, He's RKO'd yeah. May Young. He RKO'd Stacy Keebler. Like yeah. Did that hurt the company when he was doing all that shit? When when he not, when they insinuated that he just broke Stephanie McMahon's neck. Did that hurt the company? Not not during that time it did, but it was a different time of the company. It was different sponsors. Fair, but at I the same time, it's it's. I, I, I understand I, where, what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I don't think it's a bad look for the company. Okay. I think that what it does is it creates what they need. It I pushes Brock down that diabolical heel path, and it gives sympathy for Cody. If you're going to bring Brandy into the ring, you cannot toe the line with that. You're going to have to cross that line. I just don't think it needs to get that extreme. Well, he's not actually going to break her fucking arm. They're going to insinuate that he broke her arm. Just make okay, make it look like, okay, maybe. Yeah, because he's done it before with the Kimura lock. They did to Cody. Cody, I think, technically doesn't have a broken arm. He has no. He doesn't because the Kimura lock doesn't break your arm below the elbow. It dislocates your fucking shoulder. In order for that to actually be broken, the Kimura lock would have the the cast would have to be his entire arm. But they also they also done the same thing with Triple H, and I think it was like three or four days later. Stephanie and Triple H were at an event. He was fine. Exactly. So I, I Rock can I do, do the move in a way that doesn't actually break the arm, but to the because we got to remember who we're pandering to here. It's not the people like us who love this shit. It's the casual fans who only watch pay per views. Correct. If they Correct. see Brandy out and about two weeks later without a cast on, there nobody's going to think about it. Right. Correct, which is which is why if the if they bring her in and they do that, they're going to have to make sure she stays out of the you know out of the public. Which no, is don't. why which is why I said put her in the F five and it doesn't look as bad. They don't have to keep her out of out of out of the public. They really don't, because at the end of the day, we have to. Wrestling fans are smart. Most of us are fucking smart. We're at. We are gonna be very much aware that Cody didn't actually, or that you know, Brandy's arm isn't actually fucking broken. Yeah. Now, that's us. if they're wanting to play that it is actually broken. They don't need to keep her out of public. A fucking prosthetic cast that she can take off whenever she's home. It's literally no different than her putting on her watch before she walks out of the door. That's put this fucking cast on. <laughs> like they can do something. If, if you're wanting to keep the kayfabe, then you do it that way, not by keeping her out of the public. Because what that does, if you're keeping the kayfabe. With doing it that way, 
her being in public with the cast helps it, more. If you're going to put the cast on, that's yes. what like that says. An F five isn't going to make her say, and F fiving her isn't going to make him say I quit. Yeah, an F five isn't going to be enough. If you're going to bring Brandy into it, it has to be something that legitimately can hurt her, and that's the Kamara. But which is now, why I didn't bring Brandy into it. I thought about it, but realistically, him throwing Dustin Rhodes around and him F fiving Dustin Rhodes and just beating the dog shit out of his brother. I don't even think that minute, would work. I don't well, for a minute and then the Kamora lock. And then the Kamora lock, it could that could work. But if you were gonna go the Brandy route, which would be a more effective route and would make the end come about faster. Correct. They're gonna have to do the Kamara. The F five isn't gonna be enough. What I mean, but now if they do that, and and Brandy steps in, and then Brock puts her in a position, whichever it would be, I believe Cody. I believe that would be one of the only ways Cody would say I quit. I don't think bringing Dustin in would make him say I quit. That's the brotherly just, love thing, though. It's it's a know, brotherly I thing. Just don't, I just don't think he would do that. Probably because, not. So I mean, we would. This is a this is one of those scenarios with the if there is another match, if there is, we'll just have to see where they go with it. Yeah, but, I'm just saying that if they, if they go the I quit route, they're gonna have to pull something out where Cody doesn't just straight up say I quit. It's but, good that something's gonna have to cost him to say that. Now. Here's a here's another little thing before we go to whatever next match we're going to. Yeah, we I actually I actually read something today. Today I read an article today that WWE is thinking about putting Brock Lesnar into a world title picture within the next couple of months. Are, you, uh, you, are they saying the world heavyweight title? It has yes. to be. He's not allowed to face yes. Roman. With, yes. With, oh, that's right. With, yeah. 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 yeah, they're actually talking about Seth and Roman, or Seth and Brock renewing that rivalry they had years ago. I don't think that's necessary. I think I'm, that that, that story's not, been done. I'm not saying it's necessary. I'm not saying it's necessary. I'm just saying the article said that they were, that they, it was rumored, highly rumored, Brock and said for the world heavyweight title. Do I want to see it? Do I want to see it? Okay, hang on, hang on. Do I want to see it? Will it be a great match? It's two totally different things. It will be an awesome match. Do I want to see it? Not again, because it's happened too many times. Three times to be precise over the universal title. So, but as I see it, anybody's counting or nothing. So you know. No, not really. But as I see it, or if you count the triple threat with Roman. But like I said, do do I want? Will it be a great match? Well, yeah, it's Seth Rollins. Absolutely, it's going to be a great match. But like I said, do I want to see it again? No, I do not. 
So, the, this highly rumored, this going around, is it a great idea? For, for the money, to, to make money for the WWE, yes, it's a really good idea. For us to sit and watch the match again, is it a good idea? No. Yeah. Oh, hang on. No, for us to watch it, is it a good idea? Yes. Because of the quality of the match. To put that title on Brock is a good idea? Absolutely not. And that's my two cents on that deal. All right. So our next match is, I believe, the tag the tag team match, right? Uh, well, we didn't cover the World Heavyweight title match. Okay. Not yet. So that one is next. And then the okay. tag match, I think. And then I believe that's it. Okay. Um... Okay, the World Heavyweight title match, at first, watching the show last night, when AJ's music hit, at first, at first, I thought, yes, I wish this match would have been a, maybe a little bit later on the card, but as the match progressed, I'm like, no, this is the proper way to open the show. Um, do I agree with Seth winning? Yes. However, going into the match, I personally wanted either one. I would have been happy literally whoever won that match because I, and I personally believe that either of those men deserve another singles title run. Probably leaning a little bit more towards AJ because I think he is actually uh, we've talked about this in the previous episodes too that I think AJ is close to his way out and like fully retiring but um, now do I think he's going to get another singles run on a title, I hope so. I do. I and even if it's the U.S. title or something, I don't really care which one it is. I just I want to see, I want to see AJ as a singles champion again before he's done, and obviously preferably in WWE and not that he jumps ship to like New Japan or something. I think he I think he has gone on record that he's gonna finish his career in WWE. Um, what are your thoughts on the match and on the World Heavyweight title match? Jason, I'll let you go. Uh, go ahead, man. You're, right. you're good. You go ahead. Um, so, first of all, the match itself was exactly what you would expect out of Seth Rollins and AJ Styles. Absolutely. It was a fucking banger. Um, my thing is, is going into the match, I knew for a fact that Seth was winning. I yeah, knew AJ was not going to be Seth more than AJ. Period. Well, it's not even it's not even about the liking thing. Sure. Um, it's the fact that 
the World Heavyweight Championship is a Raw exclusive title, and, and AJ is a SmackDown wrestler. Very, very true. Didn't even really think about that. But supposedly, supposedly had AJ won, they would have brought him over to Raw. Yeah, which that which that means he'd have left the OC on SmackDown by themselves without a leader, and the same thing is going to happen that happened the last time they split up AJ Gallows and Anderson. And six months, Gallows and Anderson are going to be released. True. Yeah. Um. So. Going in, I knew that AJ wasn't going to win. I was still excited to see what kind of match they were going to have because it's the two of them and they both can fucking go. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I don't have anything. I don't have anything bad to say about the match. Um, they they worry me a little bit with how often they go on about Seth's knee. Um, I don't know because they because they do that in big matches where his knee tends to be a focus, and his knee is a is a point of angst for a lot of people because of what's happened previously with his knee. Sure. But outside of that small thing, I got it was a good match, and I look forward to seeing who Seth is going to compete against when it comes to that title. still in here. He's not muted. I'm not really sure. Uh, just a quick uh, quick question, though. <laughs> did he or did he not, Seth Rollins being, did he or did he not wear a full cheetah to the ring? <laughs> I don't know if it was a full cheetah. Um... <laughs> Definitely, it, it. Yeah, it looked like he took the Legion of Doom and um, part of a Macy's and wore that out to the ring. Yeah. Because I think JMO was watching the replay last night. Good God, I'm like, yeah, he's wearing a full cheetah. <laughs> anyway. Was that at least half there? a cheetah? Yeah, at least half a cheetah. I heard him for a second. JMO, you there? <clears throat> yeah, I'm here. There you go. All right, what are your thoughts on the match? <clears throat> First off, I don't know what happened to my Discord. It just went weird. Um, the, I, I would have to say it's without a doubt. Match of the night. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if y'all agree with that or not. I could see the argument being made for it. Yeah, I could too. Because it was... <laughs> I know this is going to sound weird, but while I was... I sat and watched the whole match. Okay? 
for some reason, none of the other, and, and thank God I went and watched it on the replay. None of the other, none of the other matches could, it, I don't know why, they just could not keep my attention. So I was I was kind of fast forwarding through some of them. Okay. I don't. It it just the as I said the matches. I don't know. At, I was sitting and watching them and I was like, oh my god, this is boring. And I just kind of flipped, you know, fast forward, fast forward, you know, whatever. And then I got to the end. Oh, okay, cool. They won. You know. So as I said, the Seth and AJ Max. Absolutely, one hundred percent match of the night. It could also be because, and you know, I could see the argument being made as well. I could see maybe because it was for a vacated title. What? Well, what? If not just that, if the people that were in it, I want it's, it's fucking Seth Rollins and it's AJ Styles. Drew, you hear Drew. those two names and you know they're across the ring from each other, you're going to fucking pay attention. Yep. Well, I, well, it's not just that, but I'm going to I'm gonna watch any match they are in, whether they are against somebody else or against each other. Yeah. Those two guys are some of the best in the world of professional wrestling right now. Yes. Bar, bar none. Bar them. The bar is that they are the fucking bar. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, I, one other thing I want to say about this match before we move on is, sure. Okay. That match only worked in one of two slots. Either first or last. Exactly. It's the only places you could have put that match for it to work. Because if you put that match in the middle of the card, you ruin it. You ruin what that match means. Because everybody was going to, as I said, I was bored with the rest of the matches, and they just didn't really mean nothing to me. You, you put the other matches in front of that, people are going to be bored. Like, okay, yeah, it's going to kill the crowd. But yeah. the downside to it being first is it set the bar so high for the rest of the show that they didn't come back up to that point until um, until the last match. And then what and what's funny about that particular issue is nine times out of ten, that's how WWE does their does their match card. They start high and end high, yeah. Exactly. They they pop well, up a little bit in the middle, like they did with the Oscar Bianca match. Yeah. So they they start high, they drop, they come back up a little bit, they drop, and then they finish on a high. Correct. Now, I will say this, that the the placement of that match means one other thing. So obviously you have Roman in the main event. Yeah. That's, he is, he's the undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Champion. He's in the main event slot regardless of what he's doing. Makes sense. But... Seth's promo about what that title means and what he's going to be with that title, the fighting champion, fits that first slot. Yes, Correct. It, does. Yep. it fits that placement on the match card, in my opinion. Yes. 
100%. So that match being first worked out. I know a lot of people weren't happy about it, but it worked out. Yeah, at, at, again, at first I was like, oh, uh, you know, like I said, when when AJ was coming out, I'm like, oh, we're starting off with this. Yeah. And then well, I'm like, oh, <laughs> we're starting out with this. Okay. Well, well that's like whenever I started watching, I was in a BC with you. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, this is where this, this is where the show needs to start. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad it started with that match. Yep. So, but, and I know it's weird. I know it's weird for me to say on a podcast that the other matches, they did not excite me. But as a fan, they did not excite me. The most, the most exciting part of the rest of the matches for me was the ending of Bianca Nasca. Mm-hmm. Up until yeah. the main event, I'm excluding the main event from that. Yeah, yeah. Because there's I a agree. lot to unpack at the main event. Oh, absolutely yeah. there is. So, but, you know, but as somebody that does a podcast, I, I, I guess everybody expects us to enjoy every no. little aspect of a show or whatever. I hate to tell people that's not the case. We are not okay. going to enjoy any and every little thing that's put out. So, Jason, I'm sure you know this. I've done a, I've done one of these previously with somebody else, and but it was an AEW talk show, exclusive to oh, AEW. No. Oh, hang on, hang on. We've already had him on the show. Okay, so you've already had Chase on. Okay, so yeah, I, I, did, yeah. I did one with Chase. Oh, dude, Chase is awesome. Yeah, Chase is awesome. Him and I clashed a lot on that show because... I did not enjoy everything that AEW was doing. I mean, it, but as I said, it's personal opinion. Right, but that's the thing is any any talk show, any podcast, any anything that involves wrestling or sports in general, the people on that are not always going to like everything. Absolutely. I, I, Especially I, with wrestling. I mean... The problem becomes when people don't understand that what we are saying is an opinion. That's why I say, in my opinion, a lot when I'm talking about wrestling, sure. because if I start talking about stuff, people are going to act like I'm saying it like it's a fact, and it's not a fact of life. It's a fact for me. It's my opinion. Yep. It's how I feel well, about something. Well, there's a lot of times that I'll speak up and I'll go, okay, this is from personal preference, personal opinion. That's that's me. So yeah, we agree on that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's all opinion. So speaking but. of opinions and unpacking, let's uh unravel this main event, shall we? I, I, I would like to go first if that's possible. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely man. Go for it. So the main event of Night of Champions Roman Reigns and Solo versus Sammy and KO for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships. Now, first of all, match in and itself was great. I love tag team wrestling, and I thought that for two people who don't tag together, Solo and Roman did a phenomenal job of doing their job. 
Absolutely. Of having Sammy and KO fight from under, of being the heel tag team in that situation, they did a great job. And it shows the depth of knowledge that Roman has when it comes to wrestling. <laughs> um, I will say this. Roman, since becoming the tribal chief, has... <clears throat> The little things are so make, make everything so much better with Roman. The little things of how he reacts to certain things, facial expressions, just his general body language when it comes to him in that ring is one of the best things about this entire 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 title ring. His the look on his face when Sammy was speaking in Arabic, which by the way, how many fucking languages does he speak? No kidding. I think four. I think four. Because I know for a fact English, French, and now Arabic. I don't know what the fourth one is. But... I believe I've heard four. Now, okay. hang on. Before, hang on. Before you go any further on that, on on your thought about the match, one of the greatest things that I've seen in that match <clears throat> was at the beginning of the match. I think we're about to talk about the same thing. The fact that Roman stood there looking at Sammy and had a smile? No. So what I was going to talk about is as he was doing his, as Paul was doing the entry, the, the intros, yep. Roman was doing his title thing where he just flicks them, which I think is really fucking cool because it's really like he's using these to say, get the fuck out of my way. This is right. my ring. Right. I run this shit. But he takes the WWE Championship and he nut taps Sami Zayn with yeah, the strap. I saw, that. <laughs> I saw that too. I saw that, that was. I, I <laughs> laughed about that because like who else? And he's he's just smiling as he does it. He just flicks it. Just it was really simple. But Roman has these nuances that he does now that are amazing. You know him just staring at Sami and smiling. Or but him or him after the crowd was going fucking crazy with Sami. That's what the one I'm talking about. Leaving and tagging out and leaving the ring and and doing what he was no. doing because he no. was not getting the respect that his character felt like he deserves. No, the part that I'm talking about is when the is when the crowd was cheering for Sammy and Roman just kind of stood there, looked, he gave a smile, and as me and Crazy were talking, that was not Roman Reigns. That was Joe. That was 100% Joe Anawani as himself yeah. and him showing the respect to the crowd and to Sammy the fact yeah, because that Joe understood the situation. Absolutely. So, because, yeah. of issue, because of the issue of Sammy not being able to come for a while. Yes. Joe, and the fact that he was able to come back and the respect that the crowd was showing Sammy. Yeah, so that that's the thing with Roman. To me. Is Roman's presence of mind is amazing. Him understanding the significance of a moment and letting the moment happen mm -hmm. while still being in the character and still portraying the same thing, but letting the moment happen. His ability to now understand and to take that second. And just take the moment and let the crowd do what the crowd does. Yep. 
he did it in Montreal. Where for the how how completely crazy was that crowd for the first two minutes of that match and they hadn't even touched each other. Yes. But Roman knew it and Roman was letting it happen. He stood by the moment. (laughs) When he faced Cody at Mania, how long was it before they even touched? A while. Because he's understanding the moment. That's the thing that Roman does really well is when he knows when his opponent is over with the crowd and he's going to let that moment be there so that when he takes that win he's taking everything he's and letting he the crowd get hyped letting and the crowd getting, go so he can bring them right the fuck back down well not just that but even when he wins that's more heat on yep. him exactly and that's and the thing is John Cena said this. So, Cena said this. Roman has this presence with him that John never did. Yep. Whenever... I know where you're going with this one. Yeah, whenever John worked with somebody, he could only elevate the person he was working with. Roman elevates everybody in the vicinity. He elevates Jimmy, Jay, Solo in this match, Kevin, and Sammy. He elevates everybody because of the presence that he brings. This Roman is so much more comfortable than the suffering succotash Roman that we had. That is the biggest difference with a character and with the quality of performer is when they are comfortable in that gimmick and they are just vibed the fuck out with it. The work you get is so much better now, a lot of a, there's a lot of people that that give John Cena a lot of heat for one moment in wrestling but I honestly believe that that one particular this one particular moment made Roman Reigns it's a promo kid if you're going to be the big dog, you're going to have to learn how to do it. Exactly. Yeah. That that time in the ring where Cena was making Roman look bad. That was not that was not John Cena and Roman Reigns. That was cuz this is it's his legal name. That was John Cena and Joe. I know. That but. was John calling out Joe like, "Look, if you're going to yeah. take my fucking spot, you need to figure this yeah. shit the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, I know. But here's what I'm saying. Is everybody gives John Cena a lot of heat and everybody gets mad at Cena for that particular promo and those, those words. But you know what? That helped the career of Joe or Roman, whoever, whichever, whichever person you want to take him as, that helped that person one thousand percent in the business. Yeah. So if so, if anybody wants to come at Cena about that, all they've got to do is look at what Roman is doing now. Yeah. Yes, it Roman took a said while. that himself that that 
in an interaction with John helped him. Oh, absolutely it did. He said that on, he said that on Logan Paul's podcast. Now, go ahead. Along. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so, I understand why they did it now, but I'm not going to complain about it because it's still going to work out. Okay. Why they did the turn. Uh, why they did the super kicks from Jimmy. I get it. I'm not mad about it. But my thing is, is I personally felt like they could have pushed that out for a lot longer than what they did. And I get it. People are like, oh, that storyline's already been going on for two years now or three years now or whatever the case may be. It's getting too long. Well, no. The bloodline story, yes. But the specific different parts of the bloodline story, no. No. Because it's not just one story. It's a mainline story with a bunch of smaller ones put in. Yep. Now, the story of Jimmy turning on Roman could have taken a lot longer to come full circle. Especially if they only kind of did it, like, Friday, uh, the Friday before, and maybe, like, the Friday... Because, well, here's the thing, is Roman and Solo could have won those titles, right? And I get it, nobody wants Roman four belts. I get that. Mm -hmm. But here's what you get. That's J-Mo's yeah so here's what you get right when you think about it everybody around here we all have siblings cousins right Mm -hmm. what is the one thing that you do with these motherfuckers all the time you fight all the fucking time they really could have played off this story of it's just family fighting for months they could have done it Yep. And everybody relates to that. Yep. But you can overdo it. Yes, which is why there was a fine line. I don't think that they let that storyline go enough and they pulled the trigger a little too early. They were a little premature with it. Jamo, you know something about being premature. Now. Oh, shit. Now, see, me and you agree that. <clears throat> Well, we we actually disagree. I think the storyline went on long enough with Roman pushing them around and it was time for them to step up and step out of the shadow of Roman. I'm glad that happened. But I do like the overall story of everything going on in the bloodline. Yeah, uh, so, I mean, I get it. Like, I still think that they could have pushed it out till, because at the end of the day, right? What did this turn do for Jimmy? A lot. What? What? Where is he now that he was not prior to the show? Outside of just not being in the bloodline, what does he have now that he didn't have then? At the end of Friday, Smack at the end of SmackDown on Friday, versus the end of Night of Champions, what is the difference with Jimmy? What does Jimmy have now that he didn't have then? Other than confidence, the spotlight. And... Okay, okay, where 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 are you going? I'm thinking confidence in himself again. Okay, cool. What did he take from Roman? 
titles that he didn't have already? Roman didn't take the pin, Solo did. So outside of him losing Jimmy and not winning titles, what did the turn cost him? Nothing. It didn't cost him anything, no, but it gave him the confidence that he needed. Right. It gave Jimmy confidence, but it cost Roman nothing. Absolutely. If you're going to do a turn like that where you're breaking up a dominant faction, it has to cost somebody something. And it didn't. Well, so that's why I'm saying is is they could they they could have played this out for a little bit longer. And it could have very well been Jimmy maybe not costing it, but almost costing Roman the undisputed WWE Universal Championship because at the end of the day we all know that that's what's most important to Roman. That's what makes him the head of the table. That's what makes him the tribal chief is being the champion. And Jimmy almost took that from him. Well, it actually, I guess you could say that it took a little something for Roman. A little something. It, it produced a chink in the armor. No, that's no, about. It. No, if you think about it, it took away Roman's. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It took away his ability to pretty much control Jimmy. Jimmy okay. got Jimmy the control back for himself from Roman. But where does that put Jay? Them doing one of the twins turning does not work. What but, should have happened but, is it should have been both of them. So Jimmy should have hit the first super kick. Yep, and then doubled up on it. And but, then but, Jay no, doubles but, up, and then they hit the 1D, and Roman should have been the one to take the pin not solo. But the thing yeah, about it is... Because even, Roman, Roman hasn't been even, pinned in over a year and a half. Exactly. That it but cost him even, something there. But even if... Even if Jay didn't touch him, Roman has still lost the control over them. And that's going to show... But the thing, uh, hold on, hold on. I and I see where you're going with this, JMO. But to Midwest's point, yes, it didn't. I don't know if it necessarily costed Roman the control, or it gave uh, gave the Usos back control because realistically, the the Usos haven't been on good terms with Roman since they lost at Mania. I agree. So, realistically, uh, realistically, he didn't really lose control of the Usos. He just gave up on them. And last they, night no, was the culmination. No, technically, Jimmy took control back of himself from Roman. So Roman has lost. Are we forgetting less than a year ago? Jimmy was running around, or sorry, 
a little over a year and a half ago, Jimmy was running around with a t-shirt that said nobody's bitch. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So why was it Jimmy? Why was it not Jay? The problem I have is that it was not Jay. It should have been Jay. Jay has put up with this longer than anybody else. Yep. Sammy was talking to Jay about leaving. Jay should have been the one to do the turn. Not Jimmy. It should have been Jay. But like you just brought up, wasn't there a time that Jimmy had that shirt? Jimmy had that shirt. He finally got it in his mind to go with Roman, and now he's getting back to that mindset. He's not going to follow anybody. Well, here's the thing. So Project says it in chat. Jay was the one that got shoved. Jay was told there is no more day one. Yep. It should have been. So I, I get it. Jimmy sees his brother getting shoved around and he's done. He's fed up with it. So he hits the first super kick. When Jimmy told him, I'm doing what you should have done a long time ago, Jay should have looked at him and been like, bet, bet, another one. Well, and the funny thing, uh, the other thing is, too, when Jimmy said that, I'm doing what you should have done a long time ago, he didn't even give Jay a, a time to think. He shoved him out of the way and just be like, I got you, and hit him again. Right. But it should have been Jay. I agree. I agree. Jay not Jay not touching Roman. But the, but the fact that Jay didn't touch... But the fact that Jay didn't touch Roman... This is also going to continue on with the bloodline storyline, and Roman is going to say something today about trying to figure out what they're going to do with Jimmy, and then Jay's finally going to get tired of it, and then he's going to do something to Roman, and then we're going to have Solo. But but yeah, but that's it. But this is still working up to, you know, you've got the whole long term storytelling. Yes, we've got the bloodline, but as you said earlier, there's little stories in between amongst this. This is still one of those little stories. Yeah. And I'm glad to see part of it. Break, you know, you know, go off and you know work on something else, but you're still, but you're still working within the bloodline storyline. Do you want to know how I would book this? So, but I'm okay with, I'm o- I'm okay with the way that this is turning out. So, do you guys want to know how I would book this from here? Sure. Let's hear it. So. The next logical step, obviously, is Jimmy versus Roman at, at Money in the Bank for the Undisputed WWE Universal Championship. It's the next logical step. Okay. And at, we all know Jimmy's going to lose, but okay. Right. But you remember the Royal Rumble? A lot, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you now have... Jimmy actually will... We'll, We'll go back to a couple of 
years ago to Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins didn't lose. Jimmy should win via disqualification. Because Roman, like, hits him with a chair or something like that. Or Solo steps in, okay? No, 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 no. Solo wasn't in there yet. Solo showed up. Solo didn't show up until Clash of the Castle. No, no, no. No, but I'm saying with this whole Jimmy thing. Oh, I'm talking about... It's Roman gets himself DQ'd because he told he told Solo and Jay stay in the back. I'm gonna handle your brother, and they do. Now Roman starts beating the dog shit out of Jimmy after the match. Jay comes out, and we kind of get this little flashback of the Royal Rumble with Sammy where he's like fine you do it but Roman is this going to show Roman learned his lesson from Sammy and don't from Jimmy up, don't turn your back yeah do not turn your back yeah so Jay is going to stand there and he's going to look like he's getting ready to baseball swing at Jimmy Roman is standing behind him Jay is going to stop look look back and Jimmy's just going to say, I'm your brother. And then Jay is going to super kick the fuck out of Roman at that point. So then it doesn't matter. It's not a stab in the back. It's to his face. Now, so now uh, you're getting solo. So then, okay. you, so then you'd get solo. And then you'd have a whole thing of a period, a, a time period where Jimmy and Jay are going to their brother. That is their brother. Mm-hmm. Look, you're our brother. I understand that the elders sent you here to help him, but you're our brother. Are you going to let him treat your brothers like this? So you just have a, a, a time period where Jimmy and Jay are going to Solo, and they're trying to get Solo to turn. Then you slowly, 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 I am emphasizing the word slowly, because slowly you'll see Solo start to understand what they are saying. Mm-hmm. And slowly it looks like he's going to turn. Nothing that you can really pinpoint immediately, but things that by the time the turn is done, you'll under, you'll look back and you'll be like, this was a sign, this was a sign, this was a sign, this was a sign. Things like that. Okay. Before we finally ultimately get the turn. Uh, and then, if if we're going to do it to where a member of the bloodline takes the belts off of Roman, it has to be Solo. I think so, too. I, I, it has I mean, to. It, if that. it's not Solo, it has to be The Rock. Those are the only two members of the family that can take the belts off of him. Now, here's a question in your booking. What if... Okay. What if, uh, going back to um, your point of uh, Roman learning his lesson with Sammy and don't turn his back, and you said Roman, uh, Roman is behind Jimmy, instead of Jimmy turning around and super kicking him, what if... What if Roman has another chair and hits Jay? 
So the thing with the with the character of Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. and the thing with the bloodline is that I don't think that that would work. Okay. Because the bloodline, Roman is trying to eliminate threats to the bloodline. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. he does not want to believe that his own family would turn against him, even though it keeps happening. Okay. Um, which after Jimmy or after Jay, Roman would be super paranoid, and that would feed into Solo doing his turn as well. But with him learning his lesson, it was just simply his positioning. Okay. Of you can't hit yeah. me in my back if I'm not, if my back isn't to you. Right. And that's where the super kick comes in, because you can snap that off real easily. Yep. And if his body is already lined up in a way that he's going to hit Jimmy, but it's also lined up for the super kick, it works out. Yep. Obviously, we're all going to look at it and be like, oh, yep, here comes he, He's going to fucking super kick him. Uh-huh. But Roman could be sitting there yelling at him, hit him, hit him. And you just kind of get the you're my brother moment. Bang. It's more so just not him not turning his back to anybody anymore. Mm-hmm. From then on, there is nobody ever behind Roman. Not even Paul. Paul's never behind Roman anymore. That should be what is what the story is being told is now Roman's getting paranoid and he doesn't want anybody behind him because if they're behind him, they can stab him in the back. Right. Yep. It's, it's the thought of keep it in front of you. Keep your enemies in front of you. I like this. So it just it just slowly feeds into Roman being... I just used the word. Paranoid? Yeah, he's just being paranoid about the whole situation. I like this. Now he's watching out for everybody. He's on edge with everybody. And then he just gets hot-headed, too. Like, you could throw yep. that in there as well. You know, he's paranoid, yep. and then he gets hot-headed, and, and... And that causes Stolo to also turn, yep. thus leaving him with nothing. Yeah. All right. Uh, we got to wrap this up, but before we do, apparently we need to hear your Money in the Bank briefcase idea or something. Alright. Project uh was in was in a call with myself and a couple other guys last night. We were talking about wrestling and this was the idea that brought was brought up. They hated it when I first said it and you guys will as well. Um but at the end of it they understood it and they were like, This is not actually a terrible idea. Now I'm gonna start this off with a question. Alright. Who is the last person to win money in the bank that you just never wanted them to cash in? You hoped and prayed they didn't cash in. Oh, shit. Now, do you mean that I hoped and prayed that they didn't cash in because I didn't want them to You did not want them to be champion. Oh, okay. 
Baron Corbin. I was almost going to take that too. Um, theory. Okay. There we go. Okay. Who is the one? Who there? Who is on the roster right this very second that you hope never gets money in the bank, and that if they that and you just never want them near a world title? Baron Corbin. <laughs> I knew Jay okay. Walton was gonna say him. Right. Um. Oh God. That's a great question, actually. That's a very, very great question. Um. <laughs> <clears throat> I honestly can't think of a name right now. Honestly, uh, okay. Really? I'm gonna I'm gonna say the name, and okay. James is gonna be like, "Yeah, that's better than Baron Corbin." <laughs> okay. Um. Logan Paul. Oh fuck! Shit. <laughs> okay. All right. So, oh, no. um, my idea is that Logan Paul wins Money in the Bank. Now, every wrestling fan Stupidest from idea ever. And, and California to Japan, all the way around the world, everybody is going to be like, fuck, I hope he does not cash in. Okay. Don't let him win it. No, well, hold on, listen. No. Oh, God. Oh, listen, God. Linda. Oh, listen, my God. Linda. Listen. Listen. Okay. Okay, okay. so. Go ahead. So, Go Logan ahead. Paul wins money in the bank, right? Mm. Logan's not on TV all the fucking time. Uh, oops, so we, okay. we kind of, we, we have our moments where we're like, fuck, I hope, you know, we're, like, that we're thinking about it. And then we kind of forget about it a little bit because wrestling fans have short-term memory loss. Uh, for the most part, for the most part. Wait, where are we again? People are going to start forgetting that Logan has it. And then Logan's going to pop back up. And then you're going to have to deal with the time period of... It eating every time there's a championship match of fuck what if this is the time fuck what if this is the time and you oh, keep shit, doing I already kind of like where you're going with this I don't oh no you're gonna fucking hate this <laughs> yeah. now there is and I, I will tell you right now the match the championship the pay-per-view the location everything in which for Logan Paul to cash in. God. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. WrestleMania 40. Seth Rollins versus Edge for the World Heavyweight Championship. So, okay. Uh, wait, 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 wait. What? Hey. Okay. Listen, uh, Linda. Well, I was thinking to have so, an idea, but go ahead. So you have Edge attempting to capture the title he never lost. Yes. You have Seth, who has probably the most or second most famous Money in the Bank cash ever, the heist of the century. It is the, yeah, it is the. Two men who have won money in the bank who have cashed in money in the bank and were successful with money in the bank mm -hmm. you are partway through this match Logan Paul comes out cashes in does the same thing that Seth did we get heist of the century 2.0 he steals the title from edge that edge never won that never that he never lost and he steals the heist of the century from Seth 
Now, when he leaves, that, that's, that's how we end night one of WrestleMania, right there. That is how you end night one of WrestleMania. Is with okay. Logan Paul holding the World Heavyweight Championship, but when he's doing it, he's at the top of the ramp, and you see instead of the main plate, you see the back strap of the title as he holds it up. What the fuck? Oh. Okay. This is kind of disrespectful to not show the face of the title. Sure. Okay. The level of disrespect is showing that Rome that Logan doesn't care about this championship. This means nothing to him. Adding to the disrespect to Edge and Seth, who were just fighting their life for their lives for that championship. Okay. Hmm. Raw. And so now we have to sit through night two, dealing with the, with the fact that one of the last things we seen was Logan Paul with that fucking championship. Raw after Mania rolls around. Guess who's not there? Logan. And you can push this out until probably Backlash. Now, he's not going to have a long title reign because that's not the point here. Okay. But whenever you do see Logan, he doesn't have the belt with him. He just leaves it somewhere because he doesn't care about it. So what that does now is it adds heat to him from the, wrestle from the wrestling fans. Just the utmost disrespect to a title. And it adds heat from the wrestlers themselves for their promos. Now, you can have Seth or Edge taken off of them. That doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter who you have taken off of them at, at Backlash. But he takes. But he's taken off. But yeah, my idea is that Logan wins Money in the Bank, and we all stress the fuck out about it for months until WrestleMania, when he actually does cash in. And then we're praying that he fails, but he succeeds. The whole time, because Logan's already one of the most hated people in wrestling. Not just wrestling. Yeah. He becomes the most hated person in wrestling during this time period. You create the mega heel. He sounds like a fucking Autobot, but he is the meta. He is the mega heel. Nobody will ever come to the level of heat that Logan Paul would have. Okay. Yes, I hate. I hate the idea of Logan Paul winning uh, the Money in the Bank, but your storyline. I kind of like the. F uh, I mean, I like the fact. I don't know why I like it, but I kind of like the fact that, like you said, every title match that we have, we're literally nail-biting because, because of the fact that Logan hardly ever shows up. You never know when even, he's gonna... And he has the briefcase, so we're literally at the edge of our seat every single title match of, like, shit, this is going to be it. So when and you have like a, good match. a match that you know is going to be a banger, like a Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor, yeah, you're like fuck. Yep. Because you're just. I like that. I I don't know why, but I like that anticipation. It's because yeah, it's because it's it's that's the thing is we get the long term storytelling, and you play with the emotions of the fans, and some of them will start to forget that Logan even has the tight the briefcase, right? 
So then he pops back up. And you're like, oh, fuck, he has it still. Oh, no. Well, and, and you just sit there. And, and the you fact stress. that it's never been done before. Exactly. Well, I've got, I've got a slight variation on that. Well, okay, hold on. Before you do, before you do, Midwest, and just to kind of feel you win, anytime, anytime J-Mo has a variation, because he's double O agent, it's going to happen. Well, then he can take his variation, shove it up his ass, because mine is perfect. No, no, listen to the variation. And I, and I mean, it, it's just slight, okay? Okay. I mean, very, very slight. You said that you said that during the Seth Edge match, Logan just popped up, right? Cashes oh, in. Yeah, but here's the here's my variation of it. Seth and Edge have their match. Seth wins. Okay. Seth wins, no no interference, no nothing. Because Edge is so mad, he attacks Seth Rollins, puts him down, and then Logan cashes in. So here's here's why I didn't do that. Um, first of all, because That's if I was going to pick a winner of the two of them, it was going to be Edge. I, it would have the, to be Seth to make because, it. Because it no, because the the point of him cashing in on those guys in that situation is the heat and, the him and, getting and, booed and, out of the fucking building by a Philadelphia crowd but he would still be booed out of the building because he cashed in against Seth yes, but you're also the heat is split between Edge and Logan yep. no the heat needs 100% to be Logan's but here's the thing but also here's the thing after Edge loses he comes out on Monday and officially retires for good. That gets the heat off of him. I, now, I like the idea of the heat not even being on edge in the first place. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Now, don't get, hang on. Because you got to think about it, right? Hold on, hold on. you got to think about this, Jason. But don't when get. When you think of raucous, fucking nasty, amazing U.S. crowds, two cities come to mind. Philly and Chicago. Nope. I was gonna. I was gonna. Well, you got. Hang on. You got New York. Well, yes, but they, they, New York can't touch Philly and Chicago. I don't. I don't know. Would you get them? Philly, would you get them in Madison Square Garden? It's, that that's because it's the garden. The garden's a smaller venue. It just sounds louder. No, I'm talking. You are sitting in a stadium in Philadelphia, surrounded by. The city that is known for the most vocal sports fans in the world. Well, that would also... Well, I mean, I guess you could also consider that Seattle. Again, Seattle football, sure. But every single sporting event that happens in Philadelphia, the fans are fucking wild. Hockey, oh, baseball, football, basketball, wrestling. What, nine, yeah, but nine times out of ten, it's because the sport teams, the sport teams in Philly suck. 
Easy with the hate on the Eagles, okay? I'm not an Eagles fan, but easy with the hate on the Eagles. I like Jason Kelsey. No, no, wait, wait a minute. Wait. I know. Wait. Wait. I said nine times out of ten. Okay, well, chill with... Yeah, okay, fair enough. Anyway, that's... that's, The point is... The the point is... Right. The point here is... A singular person getting booed out of a stadium by a Philadelphia crowd is heat that we've never seen before. It would make John Cena at One Night Stand look like a fucking show in Kansas. Uh huh. No, I agree. I, I, it, I know where Logan has to have that entire stadium against him. There cannot be a single solitary person to be on on Logan's side. And the thing is... Hang on. Read, I want y'all to read that for just a minute. The second half of what Pop said is true. Um, <laughs> second half of what he said is... Yeah. Uh, but... I don't know who sins are, but whatever. Anyway. Or is that supposed to be the that's supposed to be the skins that no longer exist, which is stupid. But anyway, I'm not getting into that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No. It's to cash in on Edge as he is and it has to be like Edge has to just hit a spear. And we have to like be in the middle of that fucking count when Logan fucking music hits. Like Edge has to be so close to capturing that title. Because let's be honest. What wrestling fan is going to be against Edge winning the World Heavyweight Championship again? Because he exactly. never lost it. Exactly. We all want that. And the fact. I, and wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. I don't. I, I don't think he needs to win it again. He doesn't need to. But come on now. Are you going to be against Edge being the World Heavyweight Champion again? Yes. Why? Okay. One, as I said, he doesn't need it. He really doesn't. No. It's not about the need. It's about no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You ask why. One, he doesn't need Two, he's also not in the health to be able to defend it like he needs to. Three, he's almost ready to retire. And it needs to happen in the next little bit. Again, so, he's not no. going to win it, but it's the thought that he will. It's it's the fact that Logan is taking something away. He but is taking the title that Edge never lost, taking it right out of his hands. The title, because it is the same title, that lineage is continuing. WWE has said that 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 the title Seth now holds is continuing that lineage. So it is the same title. Just a different design that Edge helped. Now, can, we, hey, can, I, hey, can I just add a side note really quick? What's up? That title looks gorgeous. It is an amazing title. I love the title. I don't yeah, know why people hate on it. And I, I, I absolutely enjoy the design of it. I do. But there's, there's so many people that think it's the ugliest title they've ever seen. Which well, baffles me because the Universal Championship exists. 
Anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but I digress. No, but here's the thing, right? Is he is taking the title away from Edge. Edge was so close to getting it back that he and it's taken from him. And then on top of that, he is stealing a moment from Seth Rollins from his career and stealing the heist of the century. Yeah, and he's one-upping him. Yeah. Yeah. And that way Seth has been now on both sides of that situation. Yep. He's cashing in on the first person to ever hold a money in the bank contract, which correct me if I'm wrong, but Edge has never been cashed in on. I don't think so, no. Okay. So Edge so now Edge is getting cashed in on, on the on the very same contract that he put on the fucking map. Yep. And then Seth is getting cashed in on for the second time in his career, the first one being Dean Ambrose, but at WrestleMania, stealing his moment. So at this point, Logan is stealing the money, the, the meaning of the money in the bank from both of those two. He is stealing the championship from Edge and Seth, and he's stealing a WrestleMania moment that we all thought would never be done again. But I, I, I don't know. I, I still don't. I still don't want Logan to be champion. No, nobody does. That's why it's so great. No, it's not. That no, is. that's no. That that is almost almost as bad as Baron Corbin being cashing in and being the world champion. Almost. Jason. Jason. I said what I said. I said no, what I, I said. Jason, you don't, you don't like I need, Corbin, I need you to listen to me. Okay. I said what I said. I know that. Jamo, listen up. The reason it is so fucking great is because everybody's gonna fucking hate it. And when a heel does something that everybody hates, that's what makes it great. Just the fact that you were getting this upset about it and I'm just talking about it I know proves my point. I know, I know. But like I said, it's almost as bad as Barry Corbin. It's worse than Baron Corbin because Baron Corbin, as much as you may not like him, Baron Corbin can still go. Yes, he can. Baron Corbin is not that bad of a wrestler. He's just had shitty characters to work with since they dropped the lone wolf gimmick. Oh, oh, hang on. He's you, going wait a minute. Hang on. You brought that up. I actually read something and seen a video that. They are potentially going to rebrand Barry Corbin back into the Lone Wolf character. Good. That was a great character for him. It was. It's like, it's I, like it, the it Queen the of Spades, Shayna Baszler. Sometimes gimmicks are just perfect, and you shouldn't go away from them. Absolutely. But but here's the thing. I, I do not think that the Lone Wolf character will work with Baron Corbin without him having, uh, with Baron Corbin being bald. I mean, it's called. Well, then write him off the TV for a little while, have him grow his fucking hair out. Yeah. I mean, I mean, for real. I mean, him. I mean, him being bald. I mean, it worked for the the authority figure, Corbin. Yeah, and and then everything else he's doing, but the the lone wolf character with 
when he had his long hair and, you know, he didn't really care what everybody thought about him, it worked. Yeah. So, yeah. Ronda's never had a gimmick that was good. Ronda's (laughs) never been good. Shayna can at least go in the fucking ring. Shayna could wrestle circles around Ronda and not even break a fucking sweat. Midwest, correct me if I'm wrong. And I'm probably not on this situation. If you would have had your choice for matches at Mania, would you have liked to have seen Dana versus Ronda? No. Really? Well, not at Mania. Not at Mania. It's not. It's not big enough for Mania. That would be a solid. It will, no. Hold let on. Me, let me rewind a little bit. Let me rewind and take back that answer. Let me ask you a question before I actually answer. What kind of match? Because if it's just a straight up wrestling match, no. Now, if they want to take a page out of NXT's playbook and they want to do the fight pit, yes. Hang on. Why not a submission match between those two? Because with a fight pit, huh? With the fight pit, if they do a fight pit, you can let it be real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sorry, watching Shayna Baszler, who, by the way, when she was on the Ultimate Fighter, her coach was Ronda Rousey. Legitimately fight Ronda Rousey at a wrestling show. I that would be re- regardless of who wins letting them legitimately fight would be amazing but again if it was a submission match and the fact that both of them know so many counters to so many submissions that would be worth watching well yeah that would be that would be if, if you're going to do a Ronda Shayna thing you have to do multiple matches Yes. And and then end it with the fight pit. You'd have to do like a straight up wrestling match, a submission match, and then the fight pit. And, and the and fight I, pit has to be there. Can be no script with it. It's absolutely. legitimately they they take them, they put them in UFC shit. Yeah. Because oh, here's crazy. Guess what? Oh yeah, they both have the same parent company now, and you let them legitimately fucking fight. Yeah, and I would be okay with that. So, but back to my question. Would you have liked to have seen the match? Yes or no? If it's a fight pit, yes. Okay. Okay, that's fine. But it's still a match between yeah. them two. I think that you could go one step farther than that if you're gonna if you're wanting to bring legitimacy into it, you have you can include a wrestler. A wrestler that I think does not get a fair shake because she is incredibly talented. But I know where you're going with this. I think. Sorry. You might. She's incredibly talented, but she just hasn't gotten a fair shake. Sonya Deville. Yes. Yep. Sonya is incredibly talented. She is great in the ring. She has a level of legitimacy that her that Shane that she shares with Shayna and Ronda from being a fighter. 
and she's just never gotten that opportunity. <clears throat> okay, here's a, here's a thought, and then after this thought, we can pretty much end it here in a minute. Yeah, because we're uh, we're pushing <clears throat> three hours, guys. Yeah. Okay. But, I'm not okay. sorry. No. I, no. Thank <laughs> well, you. Well, I appreciate I appreciate that, Midwest. Um, but no, here's a thought. Since both of them, as you said earlier, since both of them are owned by the same parent company, what? Huh? Shocker. Go ahead. Since both of them are, since both, since UFC and WWE are owned by the same parent company, what if we let Dana White officiate that match. I'll do one better. Or Joe Rogan. I don't care. I'll do, I can do one better. <laughs> what you got? Herb Dean. An actual UFC official. Okay, what? Uh, okay, wait. What about John McCarthy? Herb Dean's a better official, in my opinion. Uh, let, he, he lets these motherfuckers go until he's like, oh, yeah, no, this bitch done, done. <laughs> well, well, I, I've, I, I've actually seen him make some some questionable calls before. Yes, but he's also like, more often than not, yeah. he stops the fight later than he should. Yeah, but, but you get what I'm saying, though. Yes. So, yeah, but just, as you said, let them get in, let them fight it out. Let them have a legit UFC match, but let Dana have control. Don't let Triple H, don't let Vince, don't let Nick Khan, nobody from the WWE. There let, is no control. It's literally, they be like, no, no, they no, go no, to these guys and they're like, look, this is no, what we're doing. I'm, no, I, when I say control, I mean, let Endeavor control the match and if they, you know, just say WWE wants to bring somebody in, you, you know, Endeavor can say, no, this is who we want. This is who UFC is bringing in. This is who we're going with. They can bring in Conor McGregor and have him officiate it. God, no. No, 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 no. That's another, no, that is another, that is another... You mean to tell me that Conor McGregor with a live mic and the ability to not only be encouraged to say whatever the fuck he wants to say would not be gold? Okay, that is another discussion for another show. We'll We'll talk about this next week. (laughs) Yeah, we'll get into into this later. But no, no, Conor does not need to be involved with that. It needs... No, but anyway. Uh, Okay, anyway. So, crazy. We need to end the podcast. Pretty sure. I think I'm getting Jason a little riled, riled up there, but No, 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 dude. Well, uh, yes, and uh, normally we only go for about two hours, so. Well, I drug yeah. out another hour, and I got him riled up in the process. I think it's past, <laughs> his, I think it's past Jason's nap time. No, Nick Will, dude. Look, I, I totally enjoyed this. Oh, uh, dude, I, I wholeheartedly I, agree. I appreciate Hang on, I, I appreciate you stepping up and wanting to be a guest 
I just want to talk wrestling with people. <laughs> well, hey, look, dude. Hey, I totally appreciate it. I do. I'm not getting. I'm not getting riled up. Yes, we're a little over. I've had no discussions, and That's what I appreciate. I appreciate it from my personal standpoint. Oh, I do. No, I do too. And if if we can have you again with Skull, um. We're and gonna go add, off the rails, I can tell you. I can promise uh, you we're gonna go off the rails. What well, hang on, crazy. What? Speaking of that, speaking of that. Uh-oh. We have a lights out version of the podcast. Yes, we do. We need to get Midwest on that. Um yeah, we do. Uh so, so just make sure Jason has his nap before that way he doesn't get grumpy again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's perfect. Um, but you know what? Hold on. Hey, hang on, crazy. Hey, Midwest, in all seriousness, Steve, I appreciate you joining us. I appreciate you coming in and talking, and and actually having conversations with us. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I love I love talking wrestling so. So, Any uh, opportunity yeah. I get to do so, I will. I will take that ten times out of ten. So I mean, I, I, I hate that we weren't able to get you in sooner, but you know, hey, you got to work. I totally understand it. Well, um, the time I was got... supposed to do it originally, um, I went to St. Louis, Missouri, with Chase to meet Motor City Machine Guns. So. Gotcha. Okay. It's okay. Kind of, awesome. And then I got food poisoning from dinner that night, and I felt like dog shit. We didn't leave St. Louis till hella late. So, but yeah, dude. Hey, look, we we gotta do this again. Oh, absolutely. Whether it's we do. whether whether it's like this, or our lights out version where we just sit in Discord and crazy just records what we go off of. Pretty much. All right. Well, you let me know. Y'all know how to get a hold of me. Uh, yeah. Hey, hold on. Hold on. But here's, here's, you say that we need to get a hold of you. We need to work. A, we need to contact you. Yeah, but we've also got to work around your work schedule. Yeah, I'll tell you what my work schedule is right now. Okay. okay. Monday to Friday, 5 a.m. to 1 p.m. That's it? Occasionally I work weekends, but I just worked the weekend, so I won't be working another weekend for another month and a half, two months. Oh, that's okay. Okay, hold on. That's hold on. That is absolutely that, perfect. perfect. No, hold on, hold on. That is absolutely perfect because um, I think this would be fun on the Lights Out pro- uh, podcast. Our next one is going to be we're going to start recording on the 10th of June and then we're going to uh, release it um, probably that following week. I think it's close enough now that we can go ahead and plug that particular topic. So the lights out, uh, the lights out version of it is the reason why we're recording it is because we're talking about controversial wrestling topics that we can't get away with talking on uh, while being live on Twitch. So our next topic is the Owen Hart situation. Our first one was Chris Benoit. Oh man, I'm mad I missed that. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have so much stuff I want to say about that. 
Damn. I wish I would have known that. Wait, yeah, we did that with Paul. I mean, it's out on it's out on Spotify. I don't know if you're following us on Spotify. I, I don't follow anything on Spotify. I don't. I don't even use Spotify. Okay. Well, wait. What? Hang on. That's crazy. Didn't you, didn't you also do Apple and? Yeah, we're on Apple Music and Amazon Music as well. Okay. So and that and that lights out episode is on there. So we did that a couple couple weeks ago. So. so. But when. But crazy. With that being said, I'm gonna mute in Discord. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna let you. Yeah, I'm gonna let you do what you do, and we will talk in VC in a little bit. Yeah. But before I go again, Midwest, I appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you joining us and talking, and also everybody that's in chat. Everybody's gonna watch the podcast later i appreciate y'all for joining in and actually watching and following us please keep it up absolutely my um, pleasure thank y'all for having me absolutely um quick question before we go are do you follow AEW? i have not been following it as much as i should okay I, and I mean I don't either um, Skull was originally going to order Double or Nothing tonight and then and, you know I was going to share it in Discord but now you know he's in the hospital so yeah, unable to do that So um, I will be that. not trying to plug anybody else's thing but uh, I will be showing it in uh, Heal Kevin's Discord oh, for okay, people cool. who are subscribed to him I'll be running that whole thing okay. yeah, I'm, I'm not subscribed yeah. I, I can't afford it. Yeah, I and I am not subscribed either. I do follow him. I'm not in his Discord anymore because of the um not that I don't wanna be, but I haven't rejoined since the controversy, but we're all good now, so yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, no, that's just that's I'm I'm not trying to no, no, plug other people's stuff. I was just letting y'all know that that's that that's I'll be doing that, so Okay, cool. All right, man. Well, uh, but yeah, I, I, like Jamal said, thanks for joining us, and we were we're definitely gonna get in contact with you. We got to do this again, for sure. All right, um, I'll just hang out in here, and we can talk about it more after you get done doing your thing. All right, sounds good. Yeah, man. All right. All right. All right, chat. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for everybody hanging out. Uh, let's go find somebody to ring. send the raid until I know that the ad is over because you know that is that but guys thank you thank you for um, hanging out with us talking uh, night of champions last night uh, again unfortunately I'm not going to be able to share double or nothing tonight which is absolutely fine um, but um, I will be live tomorrow for Monday Night Mayhem so let me go get this raid set up here. Real quick. Oops. 
All right, guys. Hashtag Crazy Eyes Creed. Hashtag Wrestling Freaks Pod. And I will see you guys tomorrow night for Monday Night Mayhem. Thank you, everybody. And a, a great shout-out to Mr. Midwest for hanging out with us. Uh, I will see you guys tomorrow.